Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and today our 375. It's the WNR 375 SummerSlam party, and we are live. It is the biggest show ever, and for the first time ever, the four pillars of the WNR podcast together. I have a pleasure to be joined by Monty, Ultimate One, and Jaxie. Jax will join us later, but right now, let's say hello to first and foremost, Monty. How you doing, man? I'm making it, surviving somehow. With so much wrestling going on, I'm just happy to be here again. And, you know, uh, hella excited. I mean, we got shows, so much stuff to talk about. I don't I don't even know where to start. Well, without a doubt, well, also we are joined by the ultimate one. How you doing, fella? No, I'm good, man. I, I mean, what we saw last night, I, I'm telling you right now, what we saw last night and where pro wrestling is at now, we're talking about the rebirth of pro wrestling. We waited how many years? Almost, what, 19 years, 20 years for it to to have pro wrestling back? And you know what? I'm so happy that I'm part of this and we're gonna we're here to have fun and talk about all these all these damn wrestling shows that that we had the last what, a couple of weeks? It's, it's just amazing, and I'm glad to be here with you guys. Well, yeah, it's, it's great to have everybody together. Like I said, Jackson will be joining us in a little bit, but I'm going to ask you guys first, and I'll probably start with Monty. How is it to be a wrestling fan right now, eh? Oh, uh, it's special. Like, uh, again, you, you mentioned it. Uh, last night was just, like, one of the most special nights I've ever, I've ever like, been a part of, uh, you know, as a fan. My heart was literally racing. When the music hit and you heard the pop, and I, I wanna, I put it, in, I put it in like in my, in, from my perspective, think about it. Last year, when the pandemic first began, and you know all the shows, we worried about independent wrestling, like what was the future of that? We didn't like what is what is wrestling without a crowd? And then you just think about where we are now, even with, you know, the monster of COVID still looming, it is just amazing how far we've come just since last year in my opinion. So, it's amazing to be a wrestling fan right now. It is. They're probably the best things right now is actually to be into wrestling. I mean, Albert one, how do you think this has changed? You know, you've been on the podcast now for about a year, and we're early in the year, about how much, you know, it could possibly change. And it's just great time. Uh, listen, if you think about it, I think that the fact that we, we look back a year ago, almost a year ago, uh, when I first came into your podcast, and we did the All Out review, which was probably one of the worst uh, pay-per-views because of what happened. Things just didn't fall into place. But if you look back at that, so where we at right now, a lot of it has to do with the Forbidden Door. Now, the Forbidden Door, I, I remember that um, um, me and you talked about it and how slow the process was, all because, first of all, a lot of these uh, independent, or uh, uh, actually not even going to call them independent, these promotions, were closed and, and you know there were not fans available whatever but aew made it work and the fact that somewhere in february new japan decided look we need to expand to the u.s market so let's work with with a promotion and not you know and they already was working with big of honor so for them to work with aew and just 
crack the door open slightly. Now that door has been completely, I mean, broke. I mean, knocked down because of Snyderversary. That whole Jay White showing up out of nowhere on Snyderversary now has the whole pro wrestling industry right now talking because now you could have anybody. I'm talking about Nick Aldis show up at AEW. You could have a, a Cody Bushi show up at AEW or NWA because of this forbidden door. And right now, if you added CM Punk into the mix, into this big uh, mix right now, it, right now it's just amazing. I mean, I was like, I felt so emotional yesterday just hearing him talk about how he left 2005 and he's back at 221. So in other words, like I was telling Monty earlier, he doesn't even count the 16 years that has passed because to him that wasn't professional wrestling. But, you know, this is a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. I put it last night. If that whole promo that CM Punk did last night did not touch the strings of your love for professional wrestling, you need to sit your ass down somewhere else and turn off the TV. Yeah, I think without a doubt, and like I said, we've got such a huge show <laughs> here today uh, for SummerSlam. Look at a couple of events as well, but let's deal with the biggest news story, Len, and CM Punk is all elite. And of course, it happened last night, AEW Rampage, and the crowd lost its mind as cult of personality began to play, and Punk made his way to the ring to take a moment to dive into the crowd and soak up some of the love from his hometown crowd as well. The Chicago native took some time to hug a few fans at ringside, a little overwhelmed by the moment, and then he had a great opening line about Britt Baker saying that this must be what it feels like to be Britt Baker in Britsburg. And he said he heard the fans for seven years, and now he's here. He isn't going anywhere. He said he needed to get himself healthy, both mentally and emotionally. He wasn't going to get better staying in the same place that got him sick. He sat in the middle of the ring and told the story why he chose to leave. And like you said, leaving Ring of Honor exit as well. He had a uh, few scores to settle with a few guys. And, of course, working with the young ones like Darby Allen. Then we see Allen and Sting in the rafters. And Punk said he would face him in his first pay-per-view match at All Out. He said seven years is a long time to wait for someone. And, and encouraged everybody to grab a free ice cream bar on him as he left the arena. Now, I know this is a bit different to British fans compared to like American fans. But I decided to stay up until three o'clock last night to watch that moment. And boy, was I glad. Uh, Monty, what what did you think? This was just special. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Uh, special is the first thing that comes to mind. You know, history, uh, you know, just one of those times in wrestling where it's something I, it's, it's like, reminds me of any moment you just love about pro wrestling that you just think of, whether it's, you know, Austin in the beer truck from, from, from year, many, many years ago or, you know, I and then the pop. I, I want to go back. That pop. I don't know. It could have been the loudest pop I've ever heard. Possibly. I don't know if Dolph Ziggler. I remember Dolph Ziggler winning the world title years ago, and that pop being special. It's always you know special pops every now and then. But man, that is just like one of the best environment. I don't know how you can look at that show and not want to almost be there. Like I almost wish I was a Chicagoan for a second there. It was just that that just felt so special. To be, and I just I felt I was honored to be a part of it. I was one of those people who, for years now, uh, since the time has went on, uh, I didn't I wasn't a CM Punk chant type of person. I don't I I get it. I understood why everyone, but like even in WWE, after hearing his podcast uh, with Colt Cabana and him explaining why he left, why would anyone ever th- think that he would come back? But it made so much sense as AEW has 
only built this profile now. And just like like you mentioned earlier, uh, the where we are in total, just like for every promotion and how it's just you, you just got so many possibilities. Yeah, last night just is if you are if you consider yourself a wrestling fan, last night is what we watch for. Last night is what you pay for merch for. Last night is what professional wrestling is all about. And that's what I felt when I watched that segment. Yeah, I think it was unbelievable. Uh Elmer One, did you think it was there? One, uh, cause it is personally for me, and Monty said it as well, one of the biggest pops I've ever heard, definitely in the top five. Uh, what do you think about that, and what do you think about CM Punk being in AEW? Well, look, listen, it's true, because he did mention, uh, Monty just mentioned about the Zach uh, Ziggler's win over Alberto de Rio, but that popped last night. I mean, I've been watching wrestling for so long, and I've seen pops. This pop topped even Britt Baker's last week. So um, it, it, it was amazing. Just I mean, you had goose. I had goosebumps just to, for just seeing that. Like, and the, that's why I put the first thing I put on Twitter was pro wrestling was missing CM Punk because it's like uh, the fact that he came back now. Pro wrestling is back where it's supposed to be. He was like the missing ingredient and whatnot. And I think this is out of all the pops I've seen, this is number one. I, I don't I, I don't see I've seen a lot of pops. This was incredible. I mean I was I got a little emotional. There were wrestling fans crying there. I was like wow. That's the only word that came out of my mouth. Wow. Think about it. This is a guy who's been out of wrestling for seven years. That people were trying to get his shirt from uh, the one he was wearing, and the crash site crashed. I mean the the website crashed because people couldn't get through. As of this morning, somebody told me that they were still trying to get his shirt and the, and the sidekick crashing. That's how popular this man is. You know what I'm saying? Even though he had a lot of people, um, you know, he gained negative feedback because he wasn't ready to come back. And then there was word on the, you know, the dirt sheet that he was trying to get Tony Khan to give him almost $2 million, $3 million a year. Now we look at it, we don't know if it's true or not, but... Like I said, this, this, I mean, now think about it, guys. So they got CM Punk. Imagine if Adam Cole does not sign with WWE and goes to AEW. Once if Adam Cole comes to AEW, that AEW don't need nobody else. They have a roster and there that's going to be ridiculous. No one will be able to compete with them. But the thing is, as well with AEW, is that they can make a monster sign every month. And you do Punk this month, like I said, Adam Cole could t- show up in a couple of months. And then Daniel Bryan in three, Bray Wyatt in four. Like the the talent levels at this moment is just incredible. I mean, Monty, who would have thought AEW would be in this position? You know, uh, it's great. I, I I agree. And you think about it, like I said a few years ago, people were telling jokes. What I know, everyone has heard it now. The T-shirt company joke. Yeah, uh, it takes them forever company, to sell yes. out arenas. This re- arena sold out, and no one even really knew if he really was going to show up. Exactly. That <laughs> you know, is true. Selling out New York markets, like it's like they're they are growing at a rapid pace. Like at this pace, in the next two to three years, how can they? How can can you honestly tell me that you know whether or not they can't be like as just as mainstream as what we know and love? Yes, it takes time because we know how the history that WWE has, but the growth at this pace and just the popularity. And again, I mention this all the time. 
it's the feeling. When I'm watching an AEW product, everything about it just feels different than what I what I'm grown used to over the years when you're watching the WWE products. Like it's certain things I can expect from WWE. When I'm watching AEW, I am fully engaged and ready for anything to happen. And that's what pro wrestling, even in WWE, used to do for me. For me. So it's just I um, AEW is expanding and growing way beyond I could e- I can even imagine at this time because like I said they just started two years ago. It's let crazy. me let me follow. Go, let, sorry, go. Let me follow that. Let me follow that up. It, it's true what he said. They sold out the, the 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 United Center right before they even mentioned before they even mentioned about the CM Punk and all that over here in New York. They, they in July they um, the tickets went on sale. They already had fifteen thousand people already bought tickets to the to the uh, after Ash um, Stadium here in New York, and they still had another three thousand fifteen thousand people. And you don't know what's the car, who's coming out, and then <laughs> and the funny part is they sold fifteen thousand people before they mentioned that they had signed Daniel Bryan CM Punk. What that tells you? There's nothing else to say. But this is the thing with, with wrestling at this moment in time is that people say, oh, well, WWE's got a lot of be-all and end-all. There is so much more choice. And in part, thanks to kind of AEW being open with the talent that they've got. And like we said, we're going to look at... We're going to come back to Punk later when, once Jaxie joins us. But we're going to have a look at events that happened last weekend. And one of them was Triple Mania. Now, I've never seen a AAA event for in my <laughs> life. And I decided to sit down and watch this in full. Uh, Ultimate One is here. He is a multilingual as well, so he'll help me out. Yeah, I know. Name. I know my Spanish. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, have you ever seen a AAA event before, or you know, you anything know about the product? Um, I know. I know. I'm I definitely. I'm familiar with you know, uh, you know, certain, uh, not a history, but like certain people who have come from AAA. And I, I, I'm also familiar with certain moments which have not always been the greatest. Like my my introduction as a viewer to AAA is literally like watching them screw up years ago on Botchamania. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not really the best introduction to a wrestling company. But I've always been like a, a like a fan, especially of the style of wrestling. I love Lucha Libre style wrestling, even though I have not been able to see many AAA shows before this one. Now, what about you, Omar One? Are you up to date with, I think, um, AAA? <laughs> well, the AAA, you know, it's funny. I, I watched the AAA, and um, before I watched the AAA, last week, I know CMML lost a group, which is a, in Spanish called uh, Generación Dinamita, which is Generation Dynamite. Those are the three guys with the mask. Those guys were big in CMML. So for them showing up at Triple Mania, and making a big impact and then joining another faction in there made it interesting. I don't follow Triple A unless it's like right now, who's the champion right now? Because it's Lucha Brothers, the tag team champion, and Kenny Omega. So whenever I get a chance to see like a one-on-one match like that, I watch it. As far as what's going on there, I don't follow it like that. But when I do watch the Triple Mania, uh, and, and, and I was watching this yesterday and I was hitting games yesterday. The only thing I hate is the commentary. Because the guy is just screaming his lungs out and driving me. I'm like, dude, <laughs> shut up already. Like, But after a while, you get used to it. Um, the style, I, I've been, I mean, I first saw Triple uh, AAA back in 1994. We're talking about 
when Eddie Guerrero was with Art Bar, and they were the, I forgot the name of the damn tag team. Or, but, you know, I go way back, Conan or Ray Mysterio Jr. when he was like 16, 17 years old. So I followed them, but then I stopped. But Triple Mania to me has always been a good show. Uh, sometimes they have little gimmick stuff going on in there, and it kind of like, yeah. you know, makes you don't want to watch it. But after a while, the, 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 always the main event is pretty good. It's always a mask versus hair match, and they go all crazy about that. And uh, I, I enjoy it. It's not that bad. Yeah, one of the things I really liked about the commentators, and I got into it because they were really annoying me at the start. After two was going like, and I'm going to butcher in that bit. It's like, poquito. After oh, yeah, four, oh, yeah. He'd be like, por poquito. I'm like, which means, it means in Spanish, almost got the pen. So I'm like, yeah, he kept saying that throughout the whole damn card. I'm like, dude, just shut the hell up. But, uh, but Triple Mania, I mean, the only thing that, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to start the beginning of the match, which was a Marvel edition. That's yes. what they called it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, want, to get, I want to get Monty's yeah. thoughts on this because Marvel have actually sponsored professional wrestling. And we've got Marvel Lucha Libre. Team Leande Americana defeating Team Terra Papura. Is that all right? Oh, uh, terror por Pupura. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and what it turns out that Terra Por Pupura, who was under that mask? I told you. Yeah, you would say it was Brian Cage involved in that. Yeah, Brian Cage. You know why I knew it was Brian Cage? One, when he was trying to do the power bomb, he does that thing like he was smoking weed and then he turns it off on his back. That was Brian Cage. He was the Terra Por Pupura. Well, this match, I'm going to read it like it, this is brilliant. Fan of of domination when Incredible Hulk broke through a brick wall the day. <laughs> Captain America hit Venom with a Spanish fly followed by a 6.30 cent on from Spider-Man to win. Oh, um, those characters aren't luchador names but I use them because to give sense of what happened. I mean, Monty, can you believe it? <laughs> the Incredible Hulk came out of nowhere and broke a wall. <laughs> and this is wrestling. I used to work with Marvel back then, so I, I didn't know they had, you know, they had uh, a working relationship with Triple Mania. Well, I think they just started, uh, like, sponsorship. But you'd think yeah, they would yeah. go to, like, WWE first, because who doesn't want to see, like, Iron Man versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? <laughs> <laughs> the Incredible Hulk looked horrible, though. Yeah, he looked like shit. <laughs> you have to see that shit. Then the guy, the guy who was dressed, the guy who was dressed as supposed to as Spider Man, his name was Arcana. And I'm like, that's supposed to be like uh, uh, some fucking. I don't, I don't know. It was fucking shit. I can't believe, like, we saw the event. Um, one thing about <laughs> is that we've got the six something, of course. Uh, but what got me was the massive advertising. But when every time they went to the hard camera, you just had like two thirds of this huge Mexican like advertising. I didn't have a clue what we were selling. But yes, you know, yes. Like, oh, you just go, what? Dude, Monty, when I tell you, if you haven't watched this, the camera angles were fucking horrible. When I tell you, they kept cutting, <laughs> they kept cutting, and yeah. I was like, and Bro, it kept, and I, it was kept the, I was confused. Like, the pacing just. Like you said, the cut, 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 cut. Yeah, and then it showed this big advertising of El Banco Mexico, and I was like, they show more of them 
the more uh, commercialized stuff instead of the uh, uh, you know bringing in the camera into the ring. You didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> yeah, there was many moments where I was like, you know, how is this? What is? What am I watching? I I was. I was uh, I don't know if I was lucky or unlucky enough to have uh some of my younger siblings here and oh my goodness they were freaking out at, at the Marvel inspired gimmicks and they didn't they didn't know what was going on. it's hilarious that you mentioned how incredible Hulk looked because I I'm telling you uh he had my a bad brother in law a... literally was like what the hell happened to Incredible Hulk? <laughs> he had a bad haircut. You look like he hasn't had taken a haircut in months. Yeah. <laughs> And then he just stood standing. He stood in front of uh, uh, of uh, Terra Perpola, whatever, Brian Kane. And he just stood there looking at each other. I'm like, and the match finished. And I'm like, okay, what happened? I mean, I was even hitting uh, James on the Twitter. Like, what did the hell did I just watch? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever, was whatever was we were smoking, it was good shit at the time. I yeah, exactly. We move on to the Copper Bardell, which is a mini Raw Rumble, and Mr. Iguana won. Other participants of the Rumble match included Tito Santana, no, not that one, Drago, that Nina, one. <laughs> which I just quite like his name. Uh, this was okay. better. All the Spanish fly was amazing. Yeah, you know what's funny? You should just mention Nino, uh, Nino Arbuguesa. Nino Amuguesa in Spanish means hamburger boy. That's 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 what it, that's what the guy was called, hamburger boy. So I'm like, I'm telling my roommate, I'm like, oh, look, they got a hamburger boy. Where's cheeseburger from Ring of Honor? You know, what I'm saying, give me some fries. <laughs> Mister Mister Iguana, Mister Iguana. I mean, he wrestled through the whole match with the damn uh, stuffed doll of Iguana on him and smacking everybody with it. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I mean, you had a couple of guys there. Uh, Carta Brava Jr., Tito Santana, and who was the other? Mo- Moca Corta. They were part of a group called the, Pow- the Powers of the North. That's a faction over there. They did pretty well. It's funny how they allow women to get in that, that rumble. You saw that, right? Yeah. I thought it was, it was interesting. Again, I it thought it was tripping out, but... <laughs> yeah, they had, a, they, had a girl, they had a girl in there that her, her gimmick was if she grabs you, she'll give you a kiss. And the guys were trying to avoid it. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't understand that shit. I think I lived that life another... the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. And then they had, another, yeah, they had another girl called Mamba. She did pretty well. But, you know, this whole shit was just... The only guys that I knew that because I seen them um, in the past was Villano, Ju- uh, Villano 3 Jr. because of his father. Hamburger Boy, I already knew him because I saw him uh, last year, uh, the year before, um, in Triple Mania. Drago, I seen them wrestle in MLW. The other guys, I, I never seen them before. But this was this was a crazy ass match. There was a guy, Junior, whatever, Junior, whatever. He was doing commentating. He was supposed to be part of that, and I don't even know if he got eliminated. <laughs> I weren't sure what was going on in that match. It was a total mental. fucking mess. Um, yeah, after, that, after the trophy celebration, uh, as you mentioned earlier as well, Generation Dynamite showed up and recently left CMLL uh, as the World Trios champion. And then some serious mm-hmm. business. Title versus title. Ratsu defeated 
be Apache to become double champ. Both the Impact Knockouts Championship and the AAA Reina Del Lena's Championship were on the line. Uh, the match was rife with just shenanigans. The, the hill oh. ref, which I thought, what the fuck is a hill ref doing here? But still, um, <laughs> we see all sorts of stuff going on. And Perutso, uh, since then, the Venus de Milo double armbar for the victory. Uh, Monty, did you see this match? And what do you think? Yes, I did see it. Uh, and, uh, I always seem to come away uh, recently. Really, even when she was in the WWE system, I thought this about Deanna. But, man, Deanna Perrazzo is just so technically sound and really, really good. Like, man, I I thought the actual wrestling, like you said, the shenanigans was what they were. Uh, uh, heel referees is something that I, and I'm not as familiar with, but I, <laughs> this show made you kind of familiar with a lot of stuff you've never, you're not really used to. Uh, but this, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was solid, you know, and I really love like the technical work from both ladies. You know, oh, go on, go on. You know what I'm gonna say about my girl Deanna Perrazzo, You know, and you know I love her to death. I've been following this woman since Ring of Honor day until she ended up in prison in NXT and then in USA. But I think, I think again, Deanna Perrazzo is a skilled wrestler when she works uh, technically sound skills. This woman is just, I mean, she's number one in my eyes in the world right now. The heel referee, this is, unfortunately, this is part of AAA. They do have, they used to do that a lot before the heel referee, and I think that's what messed up this match to so me, the fact that the referee... <laughs> Yeah, the referee was getting involved too much. Uh, he pushed Apache. Even when they had the introductions of the belt, he pushed Apache to the side. I don't know what the hell's going on. And, yeah, I think that's what messed it up. But we know for a fact that she was going to win the belt. I mean, she's like the third knockouts uh, uh, champion who defeated uh, someone with the, uh, the Reina uh, the Reina Championship. I mean, we, we got uh, Valkyrie did it twice, Tessa Blanchard did it once, and now uh, Deanna Peraza is the third one to win that. Um, I mean, it was it was a good match because, you know, what these women brought into the to the match, but the heel referee, I think, kind of messed it up a little bit to me. Yeah, you could see this was a big moment for Deanna, um, and I think this was something massive for her. Uh, the match was okay, but the ending was a Fucking mess. Up next, AAA <laughs> Tag Team Championship. Phoenix and Pentagon retained against Kinnell and Laredo Kid and Taurus and Brian Cage mm-hmm. in a three-way match. And the match was full of crazy moves. And thanks to the talent being under the AEW banner, of course, seeing Black to a recent impact, uh, that Volcano impressed me with Springboard 450 in and out. I thought this was a great show. In both, um, Monty, did you see this? And was this entertaining? <laughs> I, I must say, this is really when uh, my my senses of like just like the, uh, like you pointed out earlier with the cuts and the pace that they all were wrestling at. This is when I was almost at my wit's end. The way <laughs> this show was like produced, or at least the pace. Not saying I didn't like it because the match was itself. You know, and the moves they were doing were pretty good. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, the Lucha Brothers, I, I love them. I, I've never seen uh, them not entertain me. Uh, I was very impressed with Vikingo. 
El Hijo del Vikingo, the son of a Viking, right? Am I right there? Yeah, right. yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Okay, and okay. His, cool. father was, his, right. father, yeah, his father was known as the Viking. Cool, okay, all right, that's what I figured, I figured that. So, uh, it was good, it was really, really good stuff, like, what they were doing in the ring and the match itself, I enjoyed it, I had a fun time with it, but I must say it was a lot of camera cuts. It was a lot of just, like, it was hard to keep up with that time. And I think maybe that's just the style of their trios matches or, like, these multi-man matches that Triple A or have or Lucha Libre style, like, matches are kind of chaotic like that. And this is, you know, just like any of them. But I loved it. I thought it was fun. Uh, to me, I think, you know, it, it, it was a fun match. I think this is one of the best matches they had during the night. Uh, seeing Brian Cage, of course, being a beast like always, Laredo Kid and Hijo de Vikingo. Hijo de Vikingo, I've seen them wrestle before. Um, and again, in one of those triple media. So when he's in that ring, he's going to bring you excitement. The Lucha Bros, hey, they're the Lucha Bros. And I mean, this is why they're the Triple A Tag Team Champion. But this was perfect as far as that camera angle. Because they were making sure you got to see everything. You know what I'm saying? It was fast paced, everything. And you got to see almost everything. You know what I'm saying? I guess they were trying to do that every match. And you can't do that with every match. But um, this Lucha Bro, I mean, the Lucha Bros are still dominating. They've been like the champions, I think, for over a year and a half already with those belts. Um, and it was a fun match. I mean, especially with Vikingo uh, and Laredo Kid hit those 450 splats on top of Tor, uh, Tarus and Phoenix. I mean, that was a crazy move. I mean, I've never seen anything like that before. No, that was absolutely mental. Up next, Lucha Del Empresta. Uh, Empresta. La Empresta, yeah. Triple A, Puma King, EMT Azul, represented Laren Prasa, Pagano, Murder Clown, and Chessman representing Team Triple A. I just thought this was hardcore lucha. Is that fair? <laughs> I mean, I, I, listen, I think, uh, I don't know who produced this match, but <laughs> it looked like the freaking Impressa was kicking uh, fucking Pagano's and, and, and Chessman and the Murder Clown. They were beating them up throughout most of the match. And, and then, um, you know, out of nowhere, you, you got Chessman turning on Pagano. I'm like, what the hell is going on oh here? And that was, I was like, okay, whoever produced this match, you know, and it's funny because the commentators were saying that Murder Clown, during, well, I guess the storyline, Murder Clown was trying to keep peace between these two because these two were rivals back then. Now all of a sudden, they just decided to go at it, and I'm that that lost me. That match lost me completely. And even after the match, these guys still were fighting i'm like okay next match please <laughs> yeah yeah i agree it was a mess at, at times i was like i i, I agree 100 percent because i was watching the match and the, the murder clown and that team were dominating most of the match like that and then like you said uh, two or three moves later they all have went through a, either a ladder or a table and oh my or, or they're fighting each other and i was just like what is going on i was just yeah, uh, yeah, I was definitely ready for the for the next match. <laughs> By the yeah, time I, this was over, I was uh, saying to myself, "When best. this shit is over, I was like, please hurry up." <laughs> yeah, it was bad, that bad. I agree. Well, we saw Conan asking Andrade if he could be in his corner. He got kind of rejected, so he went to Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega against Andrade was next for the AAA Mega Champion. I'm gonna say, which probably close enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Omega, oh, did uh, very well. <laughs> thank you. Omega had Kane. Well, his big reveal was Rick 
flair. The match went 25 minutes. A chicanery Omega tried to cheat. A ref bump allowed Flair to get involved. Chops and a punch knocked Omega down to the mat. Andrade and Flair slapped on dual figure fours. And once the referee was arrived, Conan's question. And we see Andrade get hit with a title belt and a one-winged angel finish. The job and another fucking hill ref. But one of the things I love, I don't understand Spanish, <laughs> but the high pace. ha la 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 your boy, Ric Flair. I, I knew what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, they, they turned it they turn into English, right? Uh, Flair came out. No longer Spanish. No more mi casa es su casa. They were like, oh, Ric Flair, the nature boy. I said, oh, they became English now. You know. Uh, what do we think yeah, my, of making a massive impact and also about the match as well? Uh, listen, Ric Flair showing up uh, in there. I mean, he's a smart dude because he figured he got released from WWE. WWE cannot force that 90-day clause, whatever, in Mexico because that's another country. Uh, and, and it was great. It was, it was a good way to bring in, you know, let everybody know, look, this is going to be probably my future son-in-law. You know, supposedly Charlotte was in Mexico with them also, but, you know, I guess she was a no-show, I guess, because WWE doesn't allow it. But let me tell you something about this match. Triple uh, A ran with this match. This match was awesome in my eye. Um, this is probably one of the, I think, the best match of the whole card because, I mean, it went 25 minutes. These guys went at it. Now, if these guys were to ever meet in AEW, they had to top that match. That match was, I'll give it a four and three quarters of this that match, all right? It, this, there's no way, even if they come to the AEW having an all-out or, or full gear, whatever, they, they have to top that match. That match was awesome. I mean, I was amazed. I'm like, you know, Andrade's, you know, Omega was, Omega was wrestling a, a way that I haven't seen him wrestle in a long time. He dominated most of the match. Andrade did his thing, but I think Omega uh, dominated the match. I didn't like the damn stupid ref, uh, heel referee again, but this match was awesome in my eyes. It's probably one of the top ten matches of the year for me. Yeah, it's a great match. Uh, Monty, are you looking forward to seeing Ric Flair versus Kenny Omega? <laughs> <laughs> huh. I don't, I'm not necessarily looking forward to <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> Versus Kenny, I'm not looking forward to Ric Flair. Hey, he said he's Kenny never retiring, so that you know. is true. But it would be it would be hilarious to watch Ric Flair try to make another classic with Sting in AEW or something one day. <laughs> that would be sick, um, in in more ways than one. Uh, the match itself, though, uh, with uh, Andrade and Kenny, two of the most talented guys in the world. I. I'm I, again. This is what happens when you watch a lot of pro wrestling. And you you you're familiar with both guys. You already know that it's gonna be good. You just kind of just sit back and let them do what they do. And the Rick Flair surprise is just a, uh, a nice touch, like you said. With all, everyone, we all know their connection and uh, you know why why this made so much sense. And it was you can't tell me that Rick Flair putting a, a figure four, a double figure four lock with Andrade on Kenny and then a figure four lock on uh, Conan. From Ric Flair, <laughs> that's like, come on, that's memorable as hell. Yeah, uh, I, I felt bad for the mask versus hair match that had to follow it because it was oh, such yeah. a, I knew mm. what was gonna catch the headlines. If you see what I'm saying, like I understood immediately. Uh, but the match itself was great, and I only think this is the only thing I want now. I want this same match, but just with more of a build, so we can get some more heat 
And like you said, maybe on an AEW platform. And I'm telling you, they will blow the roof off wherever they do it. But we, they're going to have to top that. I mean, that match was that good. So, if it, you know, for them. You add some heat, though. Just imagine it. Like you add yeah, yeah, more. that is true. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or make it more, more entertaining. If they sign Ric Flair in AEW and now, instead of having Chavo Guerrero Jr. being part ah. of this and put Flair in the mix as his manager, you know, but that all depends on what happens with this death triangle stuff in AEW. But but it's true. But uh, Scorpion and, and uh, Psycho Clown had to follow. Again, who made these these matches and who set up the card? <laughs> because I, I, I right. told after I finished watching Andrade's and Liga, I said, okay, that's the main event. I totally forgot about Psycho Clown versus Ray Scorpion for Havers. I was like, what? That should have been the main event. Uh, I guess they didn't do it that way, but it was an enjoyable event, though. But, no, I mean, Scorpion and, and Psycho Clown to follow that, mm-mm, that was very hard. Well, apparently a couple of things here. Uh, first off, Del- Dave Mates, Meltzer, fucking one of the most famous people in wrestling. I can't say his name. Mr. Dave. Uh, he said Andrade was on a schedule to defeat Omega, but AEW asked your place to hold off. It kind of makes sense considering Omega dropped the Impact Talks to Christian on Rampage. And also, apparently, this is Mexican heritage or history. A mask versus hair match or any match like that will always be a main event at a show, no matter if. A better match is just before it as well. I didn't understand, but, you know. Uh, the main event was Psycho Clown defeating Ray Escorpion. And in the end, Goya Kong turned on her brother to kick Psycho in the nugget. And then Escorpion accidentally collided with Kong. That allowed Psycho's space to kick Escorpion into the jewels. And an up and over Trito Pinfall earned Psycho the win. And Escorpion received a haircut. Uh, there's losing stipulation once they found the right pair of scissors. Um, this was a hard hit main event. Both the players heavily. The clippers uh, didn't even fucking work. The I just felt so sorry for that girl. Like, I'm she's like, crying. Well, I said the batteries, yeah, the batteries ran out. The clippers are not working. I'm like, what the hell? You know, it took them like almost five minutes to cut the guy's hair. <laughs> I, just, oh. I don't know. Uh, Monty, what did you think of this main event? I don't, again, I came away from this match. Like, I don't see how you couldn't just look at the... Like, even if it was... I don't know what they could have did. Because I, I felt like they worked their asses off, at least, you know, for most of the match. The only thing, like, you just mentioned that finish. Just think about what you just talked, what you just said was the finish of a very, very important match like that. Like you said, they overbooked a lot of these finishes, in my mm-hmm. opinion, including this one. But the match, like I said, you work your ass off. It's a, it's a match... Like you would like you mentioned the heritage uh, uh, that's associated with mask versus hair matches or mask versus mask matches. Like we know, I get that. That make a lot of sense when you really think about it. Even if it don't make sense on this card, how can you not? How can you look at that match, watch how hard they work, and then still realize, oh my goodness, it doesn't matter because the only thing everyone is going to talk about is Rick Flair putting the figure four a lot. Oh God, yeah, that's true. And and the you thing know? is, this match, this match is like I don't know, I don't know, Monty, if you agree with me. Mm-hmm. It, it was like it was a hardcore match, but it was missing something because Ray Scorpion was dominating the majority of the match. So I understand that the storyline probably because you you, you got to have the crowd, you know, feeling pity for for Psycho Clown, the guy breaks his right. First of all, if it's a mask versus mask, why would you break the man's mask? Yeah. 
<laughs> and somebody explain that shit to me. And then he gets stabbed in the head with a fucking beer bottle. Yeah. And then the other guy gets cracked with a beer bottle. And they were doing every they were, uh, this match was overproduced, like you said, Monty. Very overproduced. And they, I don't know. It looks like the crowd wasn't in it. There was something yeah. missing. And again, how can you follow an Omega versus Andrade match with this, you know, ECW uh, type of wrestling match? Because that's what it was. <laughs> well, overall, a thousand in a big arena, but. I think it was an enjoyable show. Uh, Monty, what was your uh, match of the night? And what are you going to score it out of 10? Okay, uh, out of 10, uh, I'll give it like maybe like a seven and a half or maybe an eight for at least just like in my overall, like one, like if I can say, if I can wrap this show up to me in one word, it would be fun. Because like I said, even with all its flaws, even with all the things I did not understand, I came away from the show entertained, and I, I will say I had genuine, it was definitely some fun moments. The match of the night, obviously, for me, is Omega and Andrade. Again, I'm, I'm, I, of course, with their caliber, you can almost expect better than that, almost, because I, I just, like I said, I, I really hold both of them in some of the highest light when it comes to in-ring work. So, uh, yeah, that's my match of the night. But overall, I think this show was fun, and I give it around like an eight. Yeah, I think that'd be fair to say. Oh, but one. Uh, I think the match of the night, of course, is going to be Andrade's and Omega. I'm agreeing with Monty on that. As far as the show was concerned, I mean, it started off a little crazy because I saw this Marvel Edition match, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I watching? Um, but overall, the, the fact that they, I, I think... Um, Triple A took advantage of getting uh, Generation Dynamite that was is a big, big uh, tag team, six-man tag team that, you know, that just left the competition CMML, and now they show up as one of Triple A's biggest um, show was a good move that they made. Overall, the, the I mean, the Battle Royal was cool, even though, you know, it, it, it was a little crazy at, at, at times. Um, so I'll give it a seven. I mean, I'll give it a seven. The match of the night was Omega and Andrade. They stole the show. They were, I don't think anybody was able to compete with that match because, you know, again, the only thing I think that messed it up, I mean, was the heel referee. Because not even, uh, you know, not even um, Deanna Peraza, which is my, my baby. I call her my baby when it comes to a women's um, wrestling division. Her match wasn't even that great because of the heel referee. But the Omega Andrade's, I mean, again, like I said, if they're going to do it again in the AEW platform, they better top it the way this match was. So I'll give this a seven. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight and a quarter because I don't think they're going to see the Hulk uh, smash through a wall and be able to what? face Thanos <laughs> and Spider-Man. I mean, I just... Oh, my God. Stuff... You, you <laughs> gave it to eight because of the Hulk? Oh, my yeah, I thought the Andre, I thought the Andrade Omega match dragged it down a little bit. Yeah, you know? he, he, he had a bad haircut. So that's who came points away from it. Uh, no, like I said, it was an interesting uh, event, most definitely, and a lot of wrestling last weekend. It wasn't the weirdest happen because the weirdest match was uh, Enzo Amore versus Jerry Lawler in a casket match. Uh, and that took place at WrestleFest 25 with Laura picking up the win over the former WWE superstar. Yeah, I said that. Right, so we're going to oh, move on. What the hell are we talking about? 
Thank God for New Japan resurgence. Uh, yeah, I, I probably didn't even bother them. I didn't even know that that happened. Well, speaking of Japan resurgence, we're going to have a look at now as well. And the last time I checked in with Japan was actually with Monty. You introduced me to it because you've been a fan of the, uh, New Japan for quite a while, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Going on five years, I think, in total now. I'm right around. Yeah, about five years now. 2016, 17-ish. So, yeah. So it's been a little while. You don't watch New Japan, James? Uh, no, I watch it now. But like I said, the last time was kind of like Monty introducing it because I watched the Wrestle Kingdom, but I wasn't like a regular viewer. So this was just kind of like okay. getting us all involved. Uh, like I said, you sound a bit of an expert. Oh, my one. How long have you been watching New Japan? Oh, me? Yeah, I've you. been watching New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching New Japan since 19, what, 88? So um, I stopped watching it. I uh, wasn't alive yet. Yeah, nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> that's when they were having. Matter of fact, that's when WCW used to have the the big super shows over there in Japan. And you had the Steiner brothers going over to Japan wrestling uh, uh Bam Bam Bigelow and, and Big Van Vader for the IWGP yes. Tag Team Champion. Uh, but I stopped watching. I think it was two thousand and. It was about five, so I really didn't catch up with Nakamura and, and, and Okada and uh, the John Cena from Japan. I forgot his name. Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, those days I really um, I stopped watching them. I started watching it again, I believe, 2014. And that's when Bullet Club uh, yeah. was uh, in its um, early stages. So to forget after that for Bullet Club, I never watched, I, I never stopped watching it. So I'm, I follow New Japan. He's Every, not the only one who stopped, by the way, around 2005. <laughs> yeah, because the thing, the thing was that because New Japan, see, New Japan was suffering because of once World Championship Wrestling closed down, now you can't have independent, you know, you have the, you know, the wrestlers that used to come to, to, to New Japan, like a Ric Flair, whatever, because, you know, WWE picked it up. And um, so now you, you have that issue, but... Um, you know, and but once they started picking up again, with once they created a Bullet Club 2013, I think it was 2013, May of 2013. After that, that's it started blowing up. You had chaos. You had uh, uh what? Well, but didn't show up after I think up to 2015. So it was really Bullet Club chaos, uh, blue whatever with Nagata. So you had a little yeah. groups here the, and there. The babyface so, locker room, as I call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know what? And, you know, it was a good time. I mean, and I'm glad that they still, even though, you know, because of the uh, pandemic over there, they, uh, they're having issues right now again. Um, I think Shingo Takaji and Bushi just came out positive uh, with the COVID. That's why they weren't on the, on the, on the uh, summer struggle uh, event. So, you know, but right now it's getting very interesting. The fact that now New Japan's in the United States, they got New Japan straw. And, and, and let me tell you something, James, if you... If you really want to catch New Japan, as far as that, New Japan Strong, the the those shows for Fridays are awesome. Yeah. And New Japan is, I mean, New Japan yeah. is my favorite. 
So. Yeah, well, let's start the action. August 14th, we've got Alex Kozlov, Kevin Kelly, and a drama king on commentary. And even Kelly got a chant. Uh, I like the setting, bar the hard cam, but we'll get on to that in a minute. First match, Carl Fredericks versus Alex Collin, or Cocklin, if I'm right. Uh, Fredericks fought... Alex Coughlin. Coughlin. He fought off a German suplex to sat Coughlin across the face of battle for a suplex position until Fredericks hit the manifest destiny for the win. I did mind either guy. I weren't really sure what this is good. What this, you know, when you're getting introduced to people, you're thinking they didn't do it wrong. Pretty solid match. Listen, Alex Coughlin, this guy is one of those LA dojo guys that um, he's working with Shibata. I think he should be graduating already. He had a match with Josh Alexander at New Japan Strong, and he gave Josh Alexander a run for his money. Um, you know, um, Coughlin is one guy that, you know, you got to watch. Um, who he wrestle again? Uh, oh, Fred- Carl Fredericks, yeah. Oh, Carl, Fred- Carl Fredericks, yeah. Carl Fredericks is another guy who, I mean, and within the last four or five months, this guy has come up the rankings uh, on, on New Japan Strong. He just wrestled... Um, Tom Lawler for the uh, the open weight championship. Open weight. Yeah. yeah. So these got these guys, Coughlin and Frederick. Those guys are from the LA Dojo. But Frederick, I think he graduated already. So that match was a decent match. It brought me back to where um, when I watched the New Japan shows where they open up the the cards with the, the young lions. So those two guys, I saw them when they first started. So it was a decent match. I liked the match. And I, I think that's what I like the most. You just brought it up, Ultimate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, but Ultimate, you just brought it up. That's what I love the most about watching not only Strong, but watching matches like Frederick and Coughlin. You know, mm-hmm. when be, being there from day one, remember, I remember in 2019, before he won the Young Lion Cup that year, looking at Carl Frederick and just like, okay, I can see what they see in him. Like, he, he got he got what they're looking for. I could, like, he, yeah. he has a motor. He has a great motor. has, you know, uh, charisma. You can already see it. So I just love watching, and, and you could you'll see as we continue down this car, it's other guys that we'll we'll talk about who are maybe graduating, maybe about to graduate. Who you can just see it with every match how they're just getting better and better and better. And that's the one thing I love about New Japan Young Lion system. It's just you just watch these like we don't know like this could be the next Okada, the next Bullet yeah. Club star, whatever whatever it is is right um, in your face when you're watching guys like Coughlin and, and uh, Fredericks. And I think that's what makes – that's what I took away from the match. Not only it being solid and me enjoying it, I just saw this is the future right here in my – right in front of my eyes. Yep, well, that is true. Next match, uh, Ren Narita, Ian Clark, Connors defeating Fred Rosser, Rocky Romero, and Weird Utah. The interactions between Rosser were kind of the highlight here. Connors counted to a backdrop. TJP hit diamond crossbody for Lee. Mildly anticlimactic victory. Uh, Fred looked great. Like this was a really fun match. Yeah, Fred, Fred Ross. I mean, this guy. Uh, it's like he he, he re- rejuvenated rejuvenated his career because this is a guy who I think honestly, WWE didn't know how to use him like they were supposed to. Yeah. And, and, and now you see him. This guy. He had a. Uh, I think it was a. A match with Hikaleo. I think uh, I think he beat Hikaleo. I'm not sure, but they had like a like a, a, a four count anywhere. And Fred Ross has shown me, uh, uh, you know, that he could wrestle. This guy could wrestle. 
I mean, he calls himself no days off. I mean, this guy's the way he wrestles now is nowhere compared to when he was in WWE. And this guy, you know, and, and you know, the only thing is that, you know, he had, I think it was uh, Narita. They, Narita was part of the tag team, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think those two are going to be now feuding or start something. But Fred Rosser, I mean, and then you got TJP. TJP, I mean, this is a guy who, who I mean, is a freaking, he's been in the business for almost 20-something years. And this guy could wrestle. So, and then you got uh, Clark Connors in that and makes that guy. He's another guy that he reminds me of Chris Benoit, his style, the way he wrestles. So you know that right, right there. Like I said, like I said earlier, and Monty saying this is the future of the business. You know, you got guys like Brett Rosser, who's a veteran. You got like uh, JL Kratos. You got Tom Lawler. These are the veterans, but you got that young crop in there, like a TJP, even though. He's been in the business for 20 years. That guy's still young, you know. So, I mean, yeah. you gotta enjoy. You gotta enjoy it, man. You have to enjoy it. And you mentioned Fred, and I want to point out you have you made such a great point. When he was Darren Young in WWE, he I, I can't even think of any time where uh, even with even you know maybe then, but they, I don't even think he ever wrestled when he had Bob Backlund in his corner towards the end. But I don't remember oh him ever God, giving him a chance. Right, uh, he was with Bob Backlund. <laughs> right, make oh, Darren Young great again, apparently, yeah. or whatever it was. It was yeah. it was weird, <laughs> but uh, either way it go, they never really let him showcase that his skill when it came to one on one. Even in tag team matches, when he was with Titus, he was the workhorse of that team. You know, Titus yeah. was the hot tag guy. Like Darren yeah. Young has always had potential to be what you see now. So I love that he's in a place like New Japan where wrestling is the only thing that really matters uh, when it comes to, like, all, you know, and I'm not saying that he doesn't have any of the other tools that other companies look for or you don't need to have them in New Japan. I'm just saying the most important thing to that, to them and that fan base is what are you doing uh, when you once the bell starts. And he's a great example of that. But Ren Narita is another one of those guys, by the way. Uh, it was great to see them going back and forth because not only is it great to see him just working with a veteran, he's another one of those people I've watched from the very beginning, as a young line, he was always uh, just always impressive, even when he was smaller. I, I am happy when I got I just get to see him gradually build muscle. Like you see what I'm saying? Little things like that is what I notice, and it's just what I appreciate so much when I watch the young guys. And, uh, and of course, like you said, TJP is one of the greatest. Yeah, uh, and and the one thing that a lot of wrestling fans probably don't I mean they see this guy in AEW. He's part of the best friend. He's sometime in the losing end. Uh, Wheeler, yeah. Wheeler Yuta, that guy, he is, I mean, I'll give it a couple of more years before he start making his name. I mean, and he start winning championships. This guy, I followed him from Ring of Honor. Um, he has some great matches with jo Jonathan Gresham. And, again, he's in New Japan, and he was part of the tag team. Um, and... This guy, he impresses me every time he's in the ring. Yes, he's always in the losing end. But, I mean, as a wrestling fan, you got to look at it. Okay, he's losing now, but where he going to be down the line maybe a year and a half to two years from now? You know what I'm saying? And where is New Japan Strong going to be at a year and a half or two? He may be one of the top guys in a couple of years in New Japan Strong. So, you know, just, you know, just bringing that up. So, you know, you got to enjoy these guys because you don't get to see them all the time, especially New Japan Especially in New Japan platform, because the New Japan wrestling is a whole different animal. You know what I'm yep. saying? That's a strong style. If you ain't down with that strong style, 
you're not going to make it in New Japan. One of the things that I liked about what New Japan did overall with this show as well is that even if you don't watch it all the time or you don't watch, you know, like you said, strong, the wrestlers that were featured have been dotted in and put in Impact and AEW throughout the whole year. So you're going to recognize someone or somewhere. And I think that's quite clever how they did. And uh, I know we're being kind of serious about the action, but Clark Connors did, you know, does look like mini Adam Page. I'm just going to say it. Like, I thought... A little miniature, a miniature Page? <laughs> that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, literally. We're going to call him Little Page. Uh, up next, Chris Dickinson, Fred Yee and Leo Rush. Oh, no, and you, uh, Yamura and Adrian Quest. Fuck it. Defeated Team Phil, Tom Lawyer, J.R. Swayters, <laughs> Danny Lyman, Isaacs, and Joel Nelson. Brody King was really supposed in this match, but couldn't do it due to unforeseen circumstances. Uh, but it was a really enjoyable tag match nonetheless. Um, out of all these guys here, um, Fred Yehi is one of the guys that I also saw him teaming up with. Willie Yuta in Ring of Honor, so that it was nice to see him. Yuya Anemora, I definitely seen him in Japan. He's one of those young lions. I think he's going to be big. I say probably in a year or two, depending once they they don't wear those black trunks no more. Uh, so he's one guy. Yuya Anemora, uh, he was in the G1 Supercar, not the Supercar. I'm sorry, G1 Climax last year. And, and he, they, yeah. I think he won one match, if I'm correct. But he was in that ring with. With Minoru Suzuki, he was in that ring mm-hmm. with uh, I think um, I think Evil. He was in the ring with a bunch of guys, and he showed that he's one of those young lions that has learned through the process. So you know, it was good. Now, as far as Team Filthy, uh, I know um, Tom Lolo calls and Jr. Kratos and Danny Lamlight. Lamlight had him in my show a couple of times. The other guy, Jerome Nelson and Royce Isaac. I think I only seen them wrestle one time, but they impressed me as far. As the wrestling skills, this match was pretty good. I think this match was mostly to let everybody know: look, Leo Rush is gonna um, challenge Tom Lawler for the openweight title. The fact that we see Leo Rush back after what, it was like two or three months ago, he decided he's gonna retire. I mean, I gotta give him credit. He, you know, that shows you the love he has for the sport. By the way, Leo Rush is just so good. Like you can just tell he was. Now, not just in WWE, but just, like, underappreciated there. But, like, uh, man, his timing and just, like, some of his moves, you know. Uh, I, I really I, – it's rare that Leo Rush is not entertaining uh, to me. Uh, when you brought up your more I, – I, this is the one thing that always – that gets me. And this is what – again, this is, like, two times in a row now I'm talking about physiques. But he, but pre-pandemic, he was – you were your more young line that I did not know much about. But I seen him every now and then. He blended in. Post-pandemic, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the G1, or whenever he popped back up, he just popped up out of nowhere looking like Ricky Steamboat in the physique. Yeah, that's <laughs> <to me. laughs> And I was just like, oh, yeah, he's going to he's gonna be a freaking star in a few years. Like, when they dye his hair or give him whatever gimmick it is that's coming, oh, my goodness, he's going to kill it in Japan. Uh, you know, because when you grow like that, it just shows the work ethic. You know, they when you're a young lion, they control your diet. They control how you work out and all that type of stuff. So... You know, for him to be putting in whatever or whatever genetics or whatever extra work that he put in to you know, build himself up this way, man, he's he just already like a star in the making. I agree, though, the overall point of this match was definitely to show you that or show everyone that Leo Rush is a threat to Tom Lawler's 
uh, Bill and Team Filthy, uh, you know, in general. Uh, it was nice to see all those guys together, by the way. I love what Kratos is, was doing. I love the West Coast crew. Team Filthy is pretty cool. Uh, and I love what Tom Lawler has been doing overall. So this is just all – this is all good stuff. Yeah, I yeah. mean – the thing with Tom that I liked was no wasted motion. The great respect after where everyone, you know, putting on a great show. I'll just say we are two hours away from SummerSlam now. And if you just tuned in, you're wondering what we're doing. We're just catching up on the action from last weekend. Of course, we still got a lot more coming on. Next match, though. Juice Robinson defeating Ikeleu. Uh Juice fought out of the smoking driver to roll him up for the win out of nowhere. And after the match, Ikeleu attacked Juice and flattered him with the choke slam. But I think Juice has that special something. And Kozlov had never seen a high five before because he has Juice has offered it as he's sitting on commentary. He's going, What is this hand? Don't know. So, um, what did you guys think of the match? Do I go first, Monty, or you want me to take it? You got it. Okay. The Hikaleo match, I mean, it's understandable that they're, still, they're trying to um, create this uh, monster not known as the young gun of the Bullet Club. Uh, even though he lost, that tells you that that feud is not over because he chokeslammed them afterwards. I think Juice Robinson has improved so much compared to when I first saw Juice Robinson with little tie-dye pans and <laughs> dancing on the ring. I, I, every time I looked at him, this guy's a joke. Uh, but he has improved so much, you know, as far as a, a, a single wrestler. I mean, the fact that he was the uh, IWGP United States champion, not once, but twice, shows you what, you know, his his progression in the last four or five years. Hikaleo, I mean, I mean, he's under the tutelage of his father and his brothers. So, I mean, I think he... Uh, He's doing the right thing. I think that they, they, they need to make him of a bigger heel monster because, you know, this guy's like seven feet and he's getting pinned. That's the only problem I have with that. Um, you know, and he lost to Lance Archer not long ago too. So, you know, I think he, he needs a little bit of more improvement um, instead of relying only on, you know, his powers, chokeslam and stuff like that. I think he needs to work on his ring skills as far as like arm bars and stuff like that. But, you know, in a couple of years, like I said, who the hell you know where you see him? And he's on the great tour, his father and his brothers. So, we'll say this match was pretty good. I like, I like. I mean, and again, the, I think the storyline of that is, is a young a young gun trying to make a name himself. He took Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson took him to a living, pinned him, but this dispute is not over. No way it's not over. And I, I want to, to your point about Juice Robinson and his improvement, you know, not 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 only his improvement, you know, based on like you said the character work and you know the dancing and all that. Juice Robinson is really good at invoking or at least using his energy and his emotion to invoke emotions from crowds. It, whether it's in Japan, whether it's you know in this particular case, he's really good in his babyface role. I love his promos when you just let him talk because he's very entertaining in that regard too. But Juice Robinson is like, like you said, it's nice to see him go from a guy that you saw trying to build his profile and get put over to now he's in a position where he's, you know, good enough or in the state to where they trust him to put guys like Leo over, Leo over. And as far as Leo goes, he's obviously still learning, obviously still building more to his repertoire. He's improving. 
Uh, like you said, he definitely needs some uh, need a little bit more seasoning, in my opinion. You know, uh, you know, he should be more of a monster. I feel like the only thing, as much as I, I think he needs to find a balance between how cool the Gorillas of Destiny are, but he got the cool factor because he got the look and all that. But for someone mm-hmm. as big as him. For some reason, he does not seem at, at, like the same threat that the Gorilla of, Def- of Destiny are. So he needs more of an edge, in my opinion, too. You know, he's cool, and he looks great, but he needs an edge. And like you said, I think that'll come with time. So the future is bright for a guy like Leo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, and that's the, I think that's the only problem that New Japan, they, they do. They make these guys, you got to earn your spot. That's the way New Japan plays. You earn your spot, and then you'll get those, you know, those big ones. Wrestle Kingdom matches and the main event and all that stuff. Well, next match, Tomohiro Ishii defeating Moose. And this match <laughs> was fantastic. It's been the best performance of Moose's career. He tried to power Moose up for the vertical drop, brain bust, and uppercut tries for the win. I love the fact Ishii getting smaller in the match the more Moose hit him as well. Um, Monty, what did you think of this? I thought this was uh, top-notch stuff. I almost, I almost take Ishii for granted at this point because he's just so goddamn fun to watch. Tough. Like, you mentioned strong style earlier. Who defines strong style better than Ishii? I don't know. You know, maybe a, some, a guy like Shingo, maybe a couple people around, you know, definitely throughout history is others. But, man, Ishii is one of the best and just he's so captivating. And for some reason, as someone who is badass as Ishii, He's always easy to root for, like in in the in the opposite way that most baby faces are. If you see what I'm saying, like we is people, he is legit intimidating, even though he is not the biggest. But it's because of the way he wrestles, what he's willing to do, how tough he is. I'll never forget what he did with Kenny Omega a few years ago. Uh, the classic. Every time they touched, it was a classic. Uh, Kenny Omega and Ishii. So. Seeing him in the ring with Moose, and I don't see how you come from this match and not just see what Moose was doing and just be like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> he's just like, he's springboarding around. Every time Ishii, you know, got on a run, he was there to, you know, to be a, uh, you know, to, to he was there to reverse something. He's one step ahead for most of the match. It, they also did a really good job, in my opinion, of pacing it for two, you know, heavyweights. This is a well-paced match. I enjoyed this. This is, uh, you know, if you're going in the order of the card, this match is when I was like, okay, now now we're getting into it. This is this is New Japan. This is a New Japan show. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because when I saw Ishii wrestle moves, the first person that came into my mind was James because we've been talking about how um, that how Impact is not utilizing um, moves to his potential after he signed a two year deal. Uh, this match was good because it has a history. And these guys in the past, I think it was 2014, when um, Ishii had beat um, Roderick Strong for the Ring of Honor TV title, Moose had wrestled Ishii. But Moose was just green at that time. And Ishii, you know, kind of dominated the match with, with this hard hitting, you know, that, uh, that, that, that hard style, whatever. But this match was ridiculous. I mean, and you got to give it to Ishii because... Guy's probably what five eleven. He's going in there with a guy who's almost six foot nine, <laughs> almost seven foot, and he was not yeah. backing off. He was not backing nope. off. And, and, and Moose hit him early forties too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Early forties. <laughs> he hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, and Ishii kept coming back. So they not only did they top their twenty fourteen match, 
But this is one. Of, this was one of the best matches in the card and whatnot. And the only thing I was a little disappointed was that Moose lost again. You know, he's been on a losing streak lately. But I know this was, did not come from Impact. This probably was New Japan stuff. So you know, they were gonna put over their boy regardless. But this match was, I mean, was one of the top matches of the night. That's what, like you said, Monty. After when that match ended, that's where you could see the turn of the whole card turning to now, okay, this match, Missy was going to follow it and beat that, and the rest of the card was pretty good. Well, it reminded me a bit of Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome back in the day. Just two big oh, guys wow. beating the shit out of each other. You yeah. know, you just want more and more and more. Up next, Will Ospreay made his surprise appearance, grabbing the mic, saying that he's worked his half off and broke his neck for New Japan, and they stripped him of the championship as well. He's called, he called Shingo Tagaki a pussy, and then he said he would focus on New Japan strong because they need a big star right now. Um, Osprey is a personal favourite. This felt good and felt like a main event story. I mean, one thing you could argue maybe was strong, and other things when Japan comes to like America is they haven't got the top-tier talent. You know, it's like... And I think with Osprey here, it, it's them saying, this is our base and this is what we're going to grow from. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the only thing the confusing part is, so now you're going to have Will Osprey running around with the IWGP belt in Japan strong, right? But then Shingo Takaji is the original champion. But now Osprey's calling him the interim. So that kind of like lowers the value of Tom Lola's belt because his title is supposed to be the title that represents New Japan Strong. Now you're going to bring in now the IWGP belt, well, whatever version of that belt is for Osprey. The only thing is uh, that I don't like is that. But other than Osprey being there, making it more interesting because during that whole uh, promo that he did, you saw the young guys like Clark Connell, TJP, all these guys come out. So he's probably going to wrestle them and you know, and give himself more time. So I guess to him and Shingo gets that one-on-one um, to, uh, to be the other. But that part, no, I, I'm not too confused. Um, you've been doing anything with the belt into that strong. I don't know if you disagree with me or not, Monty, but that's the way I'm looking at it. I agree as far as the show. It is one of those times that you have the you have the strong and weight belt. So it's an open weight. So that means anyone from any weight class could have challenged for it. It was. It seemed like it was a good belt to just have as strong belt. And then when you add this, now it's like, you're right. Like, what is the point of this? What does this even, you know, the belt itself. Now, Will Ospreay, <laughs> of mm-hmm. course, you can always use come out like Will Ospreay on your card. So I'm never hating on that. And he's justified because he made such a great point. Moxley had that belt for, had the U.S. title forever, and they didn't strip him. Yeah, that, <laughs> and, that is know, true, yeah. but And they found but, a way to strip Ospreay, so, you know. I can understand that explanation, but yeah, I don't know where they're heading with this stuff. Yeah, and and the thing is that they're gonna make that now it, again, like I said, now the the damn open weight belts like the intercontinental belt now. You know what I'm saying? Secondary. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it feels like already. Yeah, it now. doesn't make no sense if you're trying to if you're trying to to uh, expand your promotion into the United States by bringing Oscar with a, with a, 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 a fake belt or whatever you want to call it into New Japan strong because now you want to put Osprey to wrestle these young guys. And I honestly try to pull these young guys over win or lose, but being the belt, that now what Tom Lola's belt is a secondary. So Right. 
just second because I think we'll be joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scar. Well, hello, we're here. Hello. I'm in the village of Panthers, so I've been in the English. But what we'll do, we'll put in a second, obviously, welcome Jaxie. Of course, my and on one are with at the moment. So, hey, 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 hey Jaxie, how, how you doing? doing? Hello. I'm, I'm doing good, thank you. I'm sorry for joining you guys today. I've been out having a dinner in, in central London. Back. Oh, I hope you had your meal. Problem. I did, thank you. I had Vietnamese. It was great. Oh, that sounds good. Right. Yep. I was, I was up to late, so. of, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how, how much I've, I've missed on this conversation, but can we get on the CM Punk vibe? Well, this can is we why. We decided to know if we are going to come back now and say what's Jack Joyce oh, or CM Punk. What did you think? CM Punk is all elite. Um, so I definitely was screaming at 3am in the morning um, and woke my neighbours up, for sure. Hearing opening rampage is just pretty much expected. You know, you don't take that. Everyone was always screaming his name as soon as they opened a blow. Cheesek just hit. I was on. It was amazing. It was incredible. Um, like the whole thing. And... Being, you know, called Darby Allen and just seeing how cool Darby Allen and Sting looked just at the top. It was Darby. just incredible. I'm, I'm excited. Darby, Darby couldn't hold his smile. Uh, that somebody up that. He had a big smile on face. Never see Darby smile. So that that, yeah. that was amazing. That was amazing. About I like say, that talk about smiling. Uh, if you see the punk media scrum on YouTube. Tony's face. You talk about cheating smile. Like it's like eight Christmases has come as he sits in. Like I said, this is real big for wrestling. I demanded that earlier on. This is and I said, if you're not if you're not into this professional wrestling thing, you need to turn off the TV, don't come back to Twitter and go away. Yep. Because this yeah. Definitely. And you know I was out having dinner with friends tonight and have people up the name, they knew that's big you know? everywhere so just to you know hear his name you don't have to be even a fan of the wrestling who's the empire know what he's done for the industry so i'm totally excited and to see him uh coming out Darby for all out yeah i'm totally on that give that to me 100 percent. take my money yeah one out cm punk t-shirt and I went online and it sold out already. I cannot yeah. even get it. It's the crazy. website, the website, the website crashed last night, and then it was still crashing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I think that CM Punk T-shirt is going to be a bestseller for a while. I'm getting one. You think we're all going to get one? But one person happy. Uh, one man wrestling. Where that's him. He said, "That's a fun." I want to go. I want to go. He said, "Can we that. just have this?" When it comes down to it, SmackDown, because now. I haven't had a chance to watch SmackDown. I watched AEW go out this morning. So I've only just come home. So I've only seen AEW. What well, happened on SmackDown? Update but, me. We'll go to SmackDown. Like, this is just what Roman said last oh. announced about CM Punk. CM Punk. Not oh, as, this wasn't on SmackDown. No, it was John. What good was over and moved the needle at The Rock. Uh, he said, I'm from above. I think that needs to be done to stay in this position. Shouldn't it be in the main event? Summer's come against John Cena. A rate is on YouTube. SmackDown, John. Uh, SmackDown, location on SmackDown. About one <laughs> right now. Uh, the Rampage for Punk. Oh, are two, yeah. At two and a half million at this moment in time. <laughs> It's, it's, it's funny because you're mentioning about that needle thing. See, everything else he said about 
you know, about The Rock, you know, being over than, you know, than, than CM Punk. Of course, when CM came to the V-Rock, he was a legend. You know, so he was yes. already getting, getting pushed with the um, uh, loyalty, respect, whatever. So he was getting over. CM Punk had just, uh, people forget that, right, so this is just my that pipe bomb he did on 12 uh, at the beginning. Everything yeah. seen today. Yeah, that pipe bomb. I, to me, since that day that he did that pipe bomb, really has sense. So I'll go on my piece show. Got a lot of things to say about that. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have to agree with you on that because uh, I, I've been a fan of wrestling for a while. And if you've listened to any of my previous uh, podcasts with James, um, I've, you know, talked about how. You know, I was young, the Attitude Era, my father got me into it, and I really was into sort of tag team wrestling then. Um, and it kind of died out for me. And I got back in because of all the time, punking some truth, you know? Um, and what that was, that, I mean, that was that really pulled me in. Like, they're talking real to you you know? Imagine like, when I type it and CM Punk isn't allowed to say as much as he said back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he on the mic like, took shots of you right away. He just <laughs> didn't mention it, but he shot him. And I mean, and people for that, and that's the best thing fans today. They don't remember that. If it was, if CM Punk would have done that, it would be the one. Would it New Japan probably uh, still there? Big shout out to his wife, who is one of my favorite female wrestlers, AJ. I hope that we will somehow officially possibly see her come back to wrestling. I know it's a but right. I want to give a shout out to my wife because AJ Lee really did stick it to us about her. She did like bomb. I remember when she and said, yeah, said all, all, all you girls want to be in on TV doing something diva, I'm here to wrestle. And that, and after that, after that, I think WWE decided, okay, you're getting too out of hand. Your husband's getting out. Let, let, let's take the bell away from you, you know? And yeah. that was the yeah. end of that. But I stand as a couple and I hope to see her back. I think that um, I've read her book um, and I think that she's quite an inspirational person, you know, outside of wrestling when it comes to mental health. She's a very strong advocate for mental health. Um, and I've got a lot of respect for the girl. So if she wants to come back to wrestling, I think a lot of wrestling fans will welcome her with open arms. Yeah, I think without doubt. Give me a second. I'll be right. connection as well between CM Punk and Samoa Joe, uh, because obviously they knew each other so well in Ring of Honor. 2005, both had a decision to make. Samoa Joe joined TNA Wrestling. It's called CM Punk, signed for WWE. In 2014, Punk, of course, left WWE in January in a Rumble match. May 2015, Joe signed for NXT. His last match was February 10th, 2020, uh, when he teamed up with Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders to face Seth Rollins, Murphy, and AOP. And then their first appearances back, well, Punk's first appearance back, August 20th, 2021. Joe's first back, August 21st, 2021. So since kind of 2005, they're kind of... Both go along the same way. Um, it's interesting, mm. I think, to bring it upon on. That's what, very, uh, that's very interesting. Looking at those stats, it is, and of course, we talk about it as well. Samojo. Um, so of course, Monty, you usually join me for NXT takeover, NXT updates, and you're really excited for this card, aren't you? Yep, uh, I think, uh, honestly, this weekend, besides what happened at the beginning of Rampage last night, I don't know if I was hyper for anything else. You know, it's certain things that's going to happen tonight that I, I would, I'm would i interested in seeing play out, you know, like Edge and Rollins and, you know, other, th- uh, you know, other, other things that I could name. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but 
uh, NXT, the entire card, like we mentioned in our update, the literally the only match we're not really excited about is going to be a two out of three falls class like So, I mean, you can't lose, though, right? Are you looking forward to that? Just not as much as the rest of the card. Like, I'm not saying I'm not looking forward uh, to it. Like, the match will be great. But it's just like, with, yeah. as far as stories, it's probably the weakest built one mm-hmm. out of the, the rest of them. That's about it. Well, I'll run through the card okay. quickly. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, good for it. Well, we've got the Million Dollar Championship. Uh, LA, no, sorry, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. The NXT UK Championship. Volta versus Adriana. Two out of three falls match. Adam Cole versus Kyle Rani. NXT Women's Championship match. Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. And of course, the NXT title. Karen Cross versus Samara. Out of those matches, what are you looking forward to the most, Jaxie? I mean, I, I'm not sure. Again, I have, I, I'm just coming into this, so I'm not sure whether or not this is um, a, a popular choice or not. But, I mean, I really am looking forward to the Cameron Grimes and LA Knight match. Um, <laughs> I, I was one of those uh, uh, people that really just wasn't feeling Cameron Grimes as a wrestler, uh, his character. I thought he was very annoying. I just was never interested in him. But this this whole storyline between him, Ted DiBiase, and the Wonders, um, I just think it's made his character grow into something that all love to see. Um, I was discussing with uh, some of the members of the OK team, I'm yesterday, and I was saying, nice to see that he's kind of a face right now, but I also don't see it staying that way. Um, so, yeah, that's the match I'm looking forward to. Well, most, I think. I've got a... Uh... That is probably the match we're looking forward to the most as well. Just how much we love <laughs> story. Yay! Like that. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just so about happy. to say, you literally, literally picked the match we've been hyping up the most, probably. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm so glad. I was like, oh gosh, they've all gone quiet. Have I said the worst match that they all cannot? <laughs> I think this match is just everyone's invested in it now. I mean, I, I don't even know which way I want it to go because on one side, I really would love to see Jetsu Kibiasi be L.A. Knight's butler. I mean, that would be freaking amazing. <laughs> and I think that they could actually just go really all out with that storyline. But on the other hand, I, I want to see Cameron Grimes win that title and I want to see him go back to being the regular asshole he is once he gets the title because we all forget this, this started, this feud between them started because they both were assholes to each other. And Ted DiBiase was like, well, one of you two deserve the title, you know? So it, it's kind of an asshole face belt, uh, heel belt. So I don't think yeah. it would be right to have like a face holding it. So I, if Cameron Grimes does win, I do want him to go back to just being the irritating asshole that he was before. I doubt, like I said, it's been really interesting with NXT at the moment with all the kind of changes we've uh, experienced. Tomorrow night, me and Monty will bring you, or Monty and I, will bring you NXT update just before TakeOver, getting up to date with it. Uh, I've got to say the match, and it would be remiss if I didn't, uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Volta. A lot of people on Monday are going to be saying this is a match that they were looking for the show, but I'm going to say it before it actually yeah. happens, that this will take we- the weekend. Yeah. Since, yeah. you know, last October, the first match happened, this second match is going to steal the show. 
I mean, I have, to, physicality. I, I, have to, uh, I have to ask with, um, I, I don't know, um, I've not heard much when it comes to um, discussing NXT with you guys. So for both of yourselves, what, what is it that you do know about Dragunov and Walter? Do you know much about them? Like, what's your excitement level? For well, well I, I saw I saw Dragunov and Walter, I believe, was two years ago they went at it. And, I mean, it was a good match. But Walter, again, Walter to me is like the, he's the monster of NXT. This guy, nobody could beat him. Um, but the Dragunov and Walter match was pretty good. I mean, it, it uh, was, Walter, you know. <laughs> it was the most brutal match possibly of all time. Yeah. It made yeah. it even worse. Beating Painful. Sports Studios was empty. You heard the smack and bang and crack of this. <laughs> the, 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 oh. um, Walter is Thanos. And he will be happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. And you're right. He is the Thanos. Aya Dragunov has become a guy for so long. Yeah. He sees Volta. He needs to beat him. But Walter's got... It's going to be a match you know what? This, Unbelievable. This, this is the one thing that annoys me about sort of the whole situation with Walter being connected to WWE is that as you just said, he really is the Thanos of NXT. And then they they have him sort of, you know, get his big feature in his survivor series um, just to be squashed. And I, I, it still pains me to this day how quick he was eliminated in that match. never even got a chance to show what he really can do. So this is what worries me if he decides to, what if they decide to push it onto the roster. But the reason, but the reason, but the reason it did that was because I believe WWE wanted him to come to the United States and be part of the NXT brand here, mm-hmm. and, and he told them no. I'm not going. I'm not in the United States. I'm staying in the UK. What WWE's petty. So what do they do? They put him in a, in a Survivor Series match and made him look weak, and that's why he stay, he stays in the UK. That guy should be okay. nowhere near WWE. Yeah, okay, well, do you know what? Thank you very much for actually informing me of that. I never knew that he actually had refused and didn't want to come to the U.S. Um, so so that makes a lot of sense because we all know how petty Vince is. Yeah, so it's just, it just, and even before he was part of NXT UK, Walter was dominating the, U, the UK scene for, for, for years. This guy's a monster. And, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, to me as far as... Yeah, world champion, and I consider him USC, NXT UK world champion because I think this guy 900-something days with that belt, nobody can beat him. And and he's the most dominant champion besides Nick Aldis and maybe Omega right now. He's the most dominant champion right now, in my eyes. I mean, when, on, you, when you look at it like that, I kind of I kind of want him to reach that 1,000-day marker. <laughs> you probably... The thing is... is... Apart from when it was first on debate, it's only changed hands in America at a takeover. With, of course, um, takeover Chicago with Dunn beating Bate, and then with takeover a few years back with Volta beating Dunn. So if there's ever a chance it's going to happen, it's going to take over 36. And this is a match to kind of look out for as well. It's going to be incredible. Um, I was thinking now we can play a game because he's interested in such great guys by the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... 
kind of games you're talking about, buddy? Well, the game is it's literally very simple. It's called Yay or Nay, and I just want to get you guys' response to it because since January this year, 54 WWE wrestlers have been released, and I want to run through the list and just want to get your opinion because it's all well and good saying, no, they got rid of main event talent, but out of the 54, how many would we actually use? Mm. Okay, go ahead. Um, what do you mean when you say how many we would, would we actually use? Well, just yay or nay. Should they have kept them or should they be right to release? Oh, okay. Should the company... Okay, yeah. Yep. I get you. I get you. First, first person to be released. Lars Sullivan. Is that... Nay. 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 If anything, I'd probably commend the WWE no, no. a lot more for doing that. He's a creeper. That's been happened like a long time ago. Nice and simple. Right. The big show. Uh, nah, they shouldn't have kept nah. him. He's done yeah, everything. Okay. He, surpassed, he surpassed the ceiling here in WWE. They just had him there. And they were going to use him probably as an ambassador to do whatever they usually do when they don't want to use the talent. So, you know, he's better yeah, off where he's at right now. He he really would have just been been that that person that they brought back for like you know the the Saudi shows where you know the the Saudis um you know like like to see the a uh, lot more of the older school wrestlers. Yeah, because you know the Saudis. The Saudis think Andre yeah, the Giant, he, Ultimate Warrior, is still alive. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he would he he just get used for 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 uh, his height, but it wouldn't be of any benefit to him whatsoever so yeah nay yeah i say nay mostly like they mentioned WWE have no clue what to do with people who are not in us you know in their on their wavelength they nothing for you they really mean they got nothing for you so like mm. uh they don't they're not like that aw be, who have yeah, found a way to use all like, the talent yeah they have i agree and it's that thing where you know he he was on the roster for for a very long time and and he did nothing and people would sometimes forget is he still signed with WWE you know um, I, I so, thought he's retired long I thought he's retired officially like gone same here <laughs> I actually thought I thought he had retired to be honest. how many so, how many times he turned babyface and heel uh, we lost count seven in the last in, four infinity. years infinity yeah, yeah, forty seven <laughs> infinite <laughs> yeah. Right, up next, <laughs> yay or nay, should they, yay, you should stay, nay, Keith Cutler. Nay. <laughs> nay. Paul Steve Cutler, sitting yeah. at home listening yeah. to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't it, well, you know what, it, for, for me, on, on behalf of me, I don't find that it's like a nay because he was bad or anything like that, but nay because he wasn't getting used so he was never going to get utilized and none yeah, of his yeah. talent was ever going to be appreciated so i think they probably did him a favor by letting him go and giving him more options well uh, he said he said remember he was part of the forgotten son so i totally forgot about him well yeah, yeah I, guess so. I, I really did too I, I kind of forgot that yeah he was part of them. he has a former partner who should be on the list with him i know oh, yeah really, yes. yeah I mean, right. the fact that that partner is now on the main roster just makes me want to slap Vince in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was surprised they kept him. I'm like, I know he's kissing ass behind the scenes, but we'll leave that alone. Well, <laughs> uh, next one, Andrade. I think this is pretty. 
Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on now, boy. But we just finished talking about really? I mean, uh, yeah, I, again, I don't know how much of this doing was Ric Flair's and Charlotte Flair's, but on Andrade, we, every, the, the fans were feeling it. Andrade was feeling it. Everyone could see he wasn't happy in that company. It made so much sense for 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 WWE to just finally just give in and just give him his release. Um, I think he has got a lot of potential where he is now. Um, I think that if it wasn't for WWE being big and just actually accepting that he does want to there, then he could have potentially been forgotten about in WWE and just kind of been another jobber. I think I'd be right. Yeah, main roster run makes me say it right now. Yeah. Like his um, main roster hurts. run just makes me say it. <laughs> Especially uh, because I really loved him and Selena Vega as a team up. I was glad when he left, to be honest. I'm glad that he left because I felt they were not. This is a guy who I follow in Mexico as La Sombra, and they were not using to his potential. It's like his NXT run, his NXT run was the ceiling as high as he could. After that, there ain't nothing went. And I'm like, another talent being wasted, and they're not going to do anything to keep pushing the same characters as they have. Yeah. Right. Next one. Next one. Iconics, which obviously. Really, really, yeah. really, dude. Really? I'm just saying. Really? I'm going, yay or nay? Just a quick one then. Just yay? No. Hey. Yay. Hey. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs> so, I mean, need bodies. I'm saying right. yay because they need bodies. They have. They literally have released most of the women that you can even think of. They need bodies, especially in their tag division. Oh my goodness! I think this was this was the stupidest decision WWE made because no offense, at, like even I wasn't like the hugest fan of the iconic because of like that that there are those irritating type of characters. They 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 want you to get for them to get on your nerves, you know. Um, but. The minute they left, you just actually realized there are no legit female tag teams in when you teams, just announced exactly. tag team, these tag team titles. And then the only decent run that I have actually seen with those female tag team titles are the iconic. Yeah. Yeah. They are the yeah. only yeah. ones Pretty who much. actually made those titles actually <laughs> feel like legit titles. You know, and, and that's no offense to Bailey and Sasha Banks. They did a great job carrying uh, last year. They did a great job carrying the titles as well. But they didn't have the same sort of effect. We all knew and were waiting on one of them to turn on one another, you know? With the Iconics, they are your that were going to help solidify female tag team wrestling. And they let them go. The stupidest thing they could have done. Well, I would disagree. stupidest thing they did for a job on April 3rd. Uh, shortly, they realized that <laughs> they were like, yeah, they, oh they, were, my beer. they were scared because they were scared he's going to show pack as an anniversary. Knew impact, it was going to go now, he go anywhere because of forbidden door, especially considering the fact close of French impact and AEW have the biggest mm-hmm. worry was him actually eventually ending up in AEW. Which nope. we all know Joe would have shown. Yeah. Would have shown so much joining AW. Okay, next one yeah. then. What about Kalisto? Yeah. That, that's the, that little bro. I don't, I don't know. This, he yeah. Never, he never, even when he was part of the Lucha House Party, which was wor- the worst trio tag team I ever seen. <laughs> name, talent. Name. Yeah. Uh, but Kalisto, 
they ch- I, I think what they were trying to do was the next Rey Mysterio, because I think Mysterio had left for a while, and he yeah. was wrestling in Japan. So this was the way of when I felt like is the next uh, Rey Mysterio, but uh, no, I don't care. I don't in care what ring, happened to him. In the ring, yay, because I, I it was a special moment that he that he had in the ring at times when he was used. I think this, I think you say that about the whole Lucha House Party, as far as like when you let them wrestle and just stop goofying them up or whatever. I think yeah, they all that's true. Uh, were individual because Grand Metal League in New Japan. He was uh, Mass Dorado, Dorado, I think, or whatever. Mascara Dorado, I believe. Yeah. He was absolutely great in New Japan if you let him do his thing. So, uh, I think at least let him do his thing. Elimination Chamber, because this had real great spots right. when they were fighting in the Elimination Chamber. That really just made you think. You, you, you know that um, that moment in, um, uh, is it Endgame? Or is it, it, it no, I think Infinity. You know, when she's like, why was she up there? It's like that, it's that, it's that type of what in that elimination chamber match. You're like, why have you even sitting on these guys? Yeah, but that, it's, like, it's, it's like they tease you. They, they, yeah. they tease you. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, we got these guys. Yeah, they lose matches, whatever. And then when they say, oh, let's tease the fans and show them how great this tag is. And they let them showcase their wrestling skill. But then they go right back to that WWE wrestling. And, you know. Yeah. Because boring. I will say, though, his bumps ever with Jimmy Uso in TLC as well. The leaders off the ladder is definitely going worth checking yeah. out. Again, I oh, know I'm going to get a reaction from this. Mickey James. Mm. I uh, think... No, they should have not kept I her. think... They... Yeah. Have... She has too much talent. The girl could still wrestle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she, she deserved to be there. I think that she was like another one of those wrestlers, kind of like Big Show. Her talent was being very underutilized, um, and she'd be doing so much more than what she was. She was more a supporting role in every other female feud. She was never, it was never sort of about her. And you got to remember, she gave us one of the best feuds that made Chris Stratus one of the biggest females of female wrestlers she is today. She wouldn't have gotten there without the help of Mickey James. And a lot of people tend to forget that, but Mickey is one talented woman and she still can still go. Yeah, she just needs to go somewhere to be appreciated. And people and people forget that Mickey James had a fantastic I think it was the first ever women's cage match in impact wrestling when she yep. was with Victoria. They had a great great match that I don't think to this day there's not been any other high stage mess like that in, in wrestling. So Mickey James, even to now, she could st- she still has. It. She's a living yeah, legend, I, bro. Living yeah. legend. I haven't seen that match. I'm gonna have to go and watch it. All right, next one, Chelsea Green. Mm. <laughs> this, this should, uh, no, right, this should not count. Okay, it's, no is not kept, and yay is that should have kept, yeah. No, that should have knocked them. First yeah. of all, Chelsea, it was a uh, Royal Rumble. I believe it was two years ago in Houston. She came out, and you figured she was going to be utilized in the match. I think she only lasted about two minutes, and she got kicked out. So I'm like, what's the point? This Chelsea Green girl is someone from NXT that is supposed to be a big name. How are you going to make her come and join the role and them in two minutes? This is why I'm saying, like, a lot of these female wrestlers right now, and I don't even know that Chelsea Green was a knockout champion. Not to, you know, they mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. But this is what WWE does. They they think, oh, these guys are NXT. They're, um, I call them supposedly uh, uh, 
developmental talent, according to them, made the name out of WWE. Did that, I'm like, you're not this girl, who, you know, who could be big, be the line, but now bring up the smack, she breaks the wrist, and that was the end of it. So she's doing what she's in. She wrote her wrist in a match, in a, in a match between, um, I think it was a mixed tag anniversary, but she's better off where she's at right now. You know, she could travel anywhere, she, she goes to AEW, whatever she wants. She broke her wrist again? Yeah, she broke her wrist again when oh, she went. Damn that. She went oh, and did the, uh, yeah, she did the uh, the Canadian Destroy on Brian Myers. And she landed she wrong. And, yeah. So, you know. But she's still, I mean, she's, I think, I think she's wrestling in the uh, NWA power. So, she's still wrestling. She don't care. That girl's tough. Right. We're going to get quick fire. Oh, yeah. Injury is a great point, if by she the can way. Keep surviving. <laughs> right. Everybody's attention. Or nays. We're going to do quick ones. Quick fire, because we've got four okay. to get. I'm slowly running out of time. Uh, up next, Tucker. <laughs> Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should have never set up the half junior race. Should have kept him. All right, perfect. Right, up next. Next. Oh. Bo Dallas. Uh no. Oh, yay. Yay. I'm biased. Yay. Uh, yay. Yeah. Why, Monty? <laughs> oh, I'm just a mark for I'm mark I'm a mark for his undefeated streak that, that should have went forever. That's all. When I, he was on the main roster. I'm a mark. Believe... And his original NXT run. Yeah, I'm a mark. That's all. Just a mark. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Mojo Raw he deserves to be released. I've got personal issues with him. Uh, next up, Wesley Blake. <laughs> Me too. <Major laughs> Raw, uh, Raleigh should never been a wrestler. Never ever. Wesley Blake, <laughs> yay or nay? Uh, nay. Nay. Wait, I'm still, I'm still wanting to know what your personal issues with Mojo Rawley is. I'm oh. just intrigued. I want to know. Me, me and him have got beef going to... back, man. I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> Issues. <laughs> right, we're gonna dig. We're, we'll dig deeper into this into another episode. Then we're going to find out. What I honestly thought three hours would be enough time for all of us, and it obviously isn't. So we will need. To do this. <laughs> okay, this is this is a conversation for another episode. We will get there in the end. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll tell Milton Raleigh to send you a football. So. He won't. He won't. Not after what happened. Um, anyway. I've got to find out what happened. So that's another thing with me, too. Yeah. Right. I think you need us both up on this, that chat for yeah, that. You open, you open the bottle, buddy. You open the Pandora's yeah. box. So you might as well just say why. I'm, look, I, <laughs> legally, I can't say at this moment in time. But once it's all resolved, hopefully we can talk about <laughs> it. Legally. Oh, my God. I swear. Legally. <laughs> Legally, there's fucking lawyers involved. Oh, he said legally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is, again. I'm not gonna ask you now. Legally. <laughs> I, I, look, my hands are tied. Um, oh, right. <laughs> Up next, Kavita Devi. Yay or nay? Oh. Exactly. Oh, That's a nay. Right. She's gone. Gone. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, if she wins, yeah. potential. Sorry, let me just say this real quick. I'll make it real quick. They should have 
kept going with the storyline feud where Nia Jax was taking out all of Shayna's friends, both Marina and Jasmine. Those two come up to the roster. They have this big, massive feud where Shayna and, and Nia really hit down. Nia still teaming with uh, the likes of Tamina and even getting Halia in there to have like, this little three-way fight. Jasmine and Marina both could have been really big by now if they were stuck with Shayna on the main roster. But no, they split all up. So yay, they should have kept her. Right, I'm going to skip three developments. Um, with Alexander Wolf next. Yo, nay. Nay. This is going to be good. Velveteen Dream. <laughs> nay. Nay. Legally speaking, nay. Legally, legally he should be arrested. So he <laughs> legally, legally, he should be arrested. <laughs> I agree, a hundred percent. What about uh, Braun Strowman? Yay, yay! He was too. Yay. He was made for them, man. He was made for that cover. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Well, they they let him go because of the contract situation. He was getting paid too much, so I'm surprised they haven't really brought him back for less money. But you know, um, Braun Strowman. He was just a, a gimmick type of wrestler, and I think they, they messed him up big time when he started feuding with Brock Lesnar. He should have beaten Brock Lesnar the first time. That Definitely. They, but mm. once they did that, and I think what messed him up was he forgot a, a, a thing, a promo, forgot the, 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 the words or whatever, and then right after that, they punished him, then they made him team with that little kid for the World Tag Team title, which was an embarrassment. And then from there, they just... They didn't care for him. They tried to push him, but, you know, his, his momentum was already he killed. Because if you think about it, he feuded with Roman Reigns for so long. And most of the match, he dominated Roman Reigns. You know, and this is yeah. the match who they were pushing as the baby face. But once he forgot he forgot those lines, his promo, that was it. He was done. Right, on the assumption that Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, and Ruby Riot should all still be at this point. Yay! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what about Brie well, Zane? Buddy Murphy's not longer named Buddy Murphy. His name is Buddy Matthews. Yeah, which are going to confuse me. Yeah. It's <laughs> Buddy Matthews. Get it right. Legally. <laughs> legally. My hands are tied. Uh, yeah, for... Matthews is such a better last name. Go and Tyler Breeze being released. No, yeah. they should say yay, yay, yay all the way. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I especially in NXT. No. I say no because yeah. because the simple fact that even in NXT, this, this, they they were became NXT tag team champion and they still weren't appreciated. You know, they these yeah. were not guys, these were not guys they couldn't wrestle. They could wrestle, but even yeah. then, they they were treating him like crap. So I mean, they've been off some of Right. Tyler Breeze, that. main roster run, also makes me sad. Yeah, literally. Yeah. If he was a couple of in then he'd be this You know, this yeah, that is true. Yeah. Was, you know, five foot seven. They've never given The minute he came to the main roster, McMahon was already, I don't like him. He's not good shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Right. Cruiser as it is to open Tony Nice, uh, Avira Davari, August Gray, the Bollywood Boys with Kurt Stallion. Bollywood. Why are you not with Nice? 
Knees was the knees was the man. They should have yeah. kept I him. Mean, they didn't know how to use him. Yeah. The other guys, the Bollywood, whatever boys, no. They should have never they, they should have <laughs> released those. But they they weren't doing nothing. I mean, and Davari, yeah. Davari was there for a long time. The guy he's been there since yeah. the, the classic. Um, when he first showed up when I first saw him in 2016. But yeah. it's the same thing with uh, Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander, they, 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 where is he? Is he still with WWE? Uh, they yeah. haven't released him. I yeah. Think he is. yeah, I think he is. He's just not. He's, at, he's at catering like MVP. <laughs> I, 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 he's, hoping, he's, he's hoping for the I'm itching for him to just go over to AEW, join his woman's role over in AEW. Right. And then yeah. have both him and Paul join Team Taz and have like a badass like team just brewing. Get, Will Hall, get Hulk, jumped, get like, jumped Cedric off. Cedric Alexander, oh. Swole. Seriously, yeah, I mean, do it. Right. Swole, Swole. I haven't seen Swole in a long time. Is she still with us? I don't know. She's still with AEW. <laughs> did, you, I mean, did you not? Did you not? Did you not? She, she, she was She's also still alive. <laughs> She's still with she, us. She, she, you know, she's got uh, Crohn's disease, so she had, like, some issues with that again. So she, oh, that's okay. why she's been yeah. off. No, um, but she did turn up on, I think it was either Elevation or Dark this week. Um, she turned up to, like, make the save. I think Julia Hart was getting, like, beaten up by um, someone. Poor, um, poor Julia yeah. Hart. Yeah, bless her. Every other week with girls, I don't, you know. She really does. She really does. Hopefully, this will just make her stronger, though. Um, but yes, yeah, Swole did return this week, so I don't know whether or not that means that she'll be returning sort of the you know main roster like Dynamite and stuff uh, soon. But I know that like because I follow her on Instagram, she's she had been suffering really badly with Crohn's in the past few months. Okay. Well, that's way to bring us down. But uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just letting you know that. <laughs> I, I didn't want you guys thinking she wasn't being used or uh, by Tony Khan or anything. I just wanted to let you know. Um, Marina Shafir, she should be released. Yay or nay? Uh, yay, also, yay with Shayna. Yeah, yay with Shayna. Same as what we said before with Justin. Killian Dane. Yay. Yeah. 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 Once they believe you can, it's not going to work out. Boy, must they be happy. 2.0. Oh, yeah. They're loving it now. Oh. They ended Rampage last night and they were working with the likes of Sting and John Moxley and Darby Allen. I literally think they can complain. So this was the best thing ever done for them. Ever. By letting them go, they, they did the best thing ever for them. It's, it's amazing. Ever it's amazing that Ever Rising got let go within the week Tony Khan was like WWE's stupid let's sign him it's got a love Tony Khan um right yeah. two more left the penultimate one Ric Flair should he have been released or not <laughs> Nay, he's having fun Nay, hey, uh, right. a nature boy huh? he's uh, not needed first of all let Charlotte Flair do her thing she, she got the name she's had him at her side she don't actually need him he he wasn't really doing anything in in WWE, so left him to be retired already. And I mean, but he was he was he was looking out for his daughter because he felt like that storyline wasn't uh, to to his liking. So that's the reason 
he has to be released. Like, oh, I, I totally that. get that, but I but, also know that Shadok can definitely run her own mouth. She don't need Rick Flair to actually be there. Yeah, like, I think I think he I think he did that because he knows he now he's gonna show up at the NWA seventy three next weekend. He ain't stupid. He knows he's gonna make his little money. You know, so you see what he did in Triple Mania. So you know, you know he got in there, he chopped it up with Kenny Omega. That that was a that was a cool spot. That right. was cool. Last one on the list, and I know he shouldn't have been Bray Wyatt. <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> that should have kept, kept him. That that is the yeah. biggest, the biggest fumble that WWE has ever done. Because this guy is also been made next, for them. Yeah, I call it. He could have been the next Undertaker. He could have taken to that yeah. level. But again, yep. McMahon don't want no one who's under his company become bigger than the company. Those days are over. He doesn't want none of that. So he's going to be, and and I'm going to say, I'm going to say it right here, right now. Here's my fantasy book. And I told this to James that uh, I see it right now by uh, full gear in in November. Uh, Handman Page is going to win the belt. He's going to try to be part of the dark order and they're going to turn on him. And Bray Wyatt is going to be the new leader. Oh, don't shut up! Stop yep. getting me excited. <laughs> yes, now yes, yes. Because take think about it. Take about it. Take my goddamn money. Think about it. Take over from Brody Lee, please. Think about it. It's it's it may happen a month before the one year anniversary of Brody Lee's death, and uh, it's, I think it's December twenty sixth is the date that makes one year ready. Bray Wyatt is a perfect. Guys to run and and I mean I go as far as to say maybe Braun Strowman be part of that also as part of the yeah you know what I'm saying you know, so, what? I even see, you know with the way that uh, Bray's recent most recent character of the Fiend has been not like the actual Fiend himself but the split personality side of him you can really see him playing to the, sort of be the leader of the Dark Order and then just something ticking him off and next thing you know he's the Fiend. And it's really like the Dark Order trying to control the Fiend after that, you know? Oh, my gosh. They, I've got, there's so many stories that can come from this. And then, I and really then, want that to happen. It's funny because in Twitter, he is right now teasing a new mask that he's going to have. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, I better get ready because it's going to happen. I'm predicting it right here. Oh, don't you know If you told me at the beginning of this year that the likes of CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and potentially The Fiend are coming to AEW. I would have Adam said... Cole. Adam Cole, exactly. Yeah, and I, even potentially oh, even Adam Cole, I would have said, like, you're, you're stupid. That's not going to happen. But you don't now... Think, you, don't think, you, don't think, you don't think Adam Cole is going to come to AEW? Well, I think he is, definitely. I yeah, mean, but we went, we went a flat a year ago. That's what we were speaking about earlier. Yeah. But uh, but him, what he said in, uh, I think, one of the dirt sheets that I read, he said that his Twitch channel is not going anywhere. What does that tell you? WWE's not going to allow him. They're going to give him a contract. Okay, and we, you could use the, the, the third-party channel, whatever, because then you're creating this big problem with other wrestlers who had their third channel taken away. Mm-hmm. So I, I see him going to AEW. I see him go, having it. After yeah. tonight, his contract no, is over. 
Definitely. I'm an avid subscriber of Adam Cole's channel. I know he's not going anywhere and there is no way he's giving up that channel for WWE. And no. why would he when his when his missus is over being one of like probably the biggest over female wrestler in AEW right the now? Baddest, the baddest bitch on the block. She really is the baddest bitch on the block. Although don't get me wrong, she's just still my hero. She's my number one. But Britt Baker is just just on another level you know like I've watched AEW from the beginning I've watched how she came in as a face and turned as a heel and how well that's yeah. worked for her she's got all the lights in the world to be you know a real top tier world famous uh, female rapper James James you forgot one individual Go. that was released this year Ooh, Lana <laughs> oh shit yeah. oh yay Lana come on now Yay! What do you mean? No, no, no. I'm just telling. I'm just telling James you forgot one. I quietly skipped over it, but I didn't. (laughs) Can I just say? Can I just say a big fuck you to WWE for putting her through like all those tables just to say bye, bitch. Like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But they did, man. They were, they were getting back at Miro for that. And, and like, she didn't even, like, you know, get a redemption arc out of that or anything. They just said, yeah, buy bitch. But, 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 but you can, but, but think about it. And, and, and I don't, I don't blame WWE for doing this. And I'm going to tell you why. Before why? Miro <laughs> left, Miro, before Miro left WWE, uh, I mean, yeah, before he left WWE, they, Lana was trying to get Miro to sign a five-year deal. This is what the time when WWE was trying to sign everybody on a five-year deal. She ended up signing a five-year deal. Miro was like, I'm not signing no five-year deal. So she went against his wishes because if you love your man, you weigh what your man is going to do. You stood there and you thought you took a walk. If, if, if you figure like, oh, well, my husband left. I stood true to the company. They're going to push me. No, she took nine weeks of tables. Nine weeks, that's yeah. two months worth of table. Just to make put a proof of point that... You love, your husband left, and now look at you now. This is same thing's gonna happen to uh, what's her name, um, Selena Vega. Selena Vega came back to help the Rock's daughter. Yeah, she came back to help the Rock's daughter, and it blew up in her face because she thought they were never gonna get rid of Malachi Black, and they ended up, um, they ended up doing that after a week after she, uh, you know. I, I I just can't seem to I can't I honestly can't seem to wrap my head around. Why Zelina would have even thought to return? Only because, again, I was a huge fan of of her uh, Twitch page, um, and I never thought she'd kind of give that up to actually go back to the company that let her go when she was making much more on her Twitch page. You know, um, so I, I'm I'm still baffled as to why Zelina decided to go back there, especially when you know she she was she was definitely like made aware that Andrade was like itching to leave and trying to leave at the time. She easily could have probably come come over here to AEW with him. I bet you any money Tony Khan would have signed her definitely straight away as soon as he signed Andrade. Just that she'd be the talking piece because they were so good together. Yeah, there were a lot of rumors once she left and they were talking about even putting her with Santana and Ortiz at one point. But then they were saying that she signed some contract with a promotion that wasn't AEW. So, yeah, now look what she's at right now. Right. I'm going to just shoot my shot real right now. If if anyone from AEW are listening and they do want a female person to like go with Santana or Nortiz, 
I volunteer myself as tribute. So please give me a call. I'm at Jaxi Strada. Thank you very much. I'm actually wearing my proud and powerful t-shirt at the moment. I love those two. So Right, so at the moment we are as everybody know we're live. It is just nearly what, ten past eleven now. Kickoff for SummerSlam starts at midnight, so it means we've got about fifty minutes left and there's at least three things I do wanna hit. And one of them is basically a pipe bomb of my own. And if it's indulged for a few minutes, I'll tell three out the past. Uh, if anybody else join in means uh it's basically it's illegal. This is, this is fine. But it's COVID. I know a lot of people with COVID, and this might bring a few people down, whoever it is. But I think it's just uh, to talk about it. Because the 19th in the UK was Freedom Day. A day where everything was open up for everybody with no distance rules. And of course, COVID we've been dealing through a year and a half. Well, July 19th, Freedom Day, I did positive for covid um and this was due to the fact and i'm going to go into the detail because i'm very young. i've been open to it, the people that are on the podcast and again I'd like guys to be a part of it um and of course how it originally started, uh with dan. and as everybody know this is the anniversary show dan did come back to uh to the shows uh, and unfortunately, as we were recording one, he got the positive test, which um, ended up with me getting it that day. Um, the, the thing is, and like I say, uh, with Dan, the only thing is, as I know that he didn't mean for me to catch it, but he has not been in contact since it's happened. Um, which, again, you know, you could maybe certain things you don't want to get you know me in your ear or anything like this but i think it was time you know to maybe step up and just kind of hold your hand out and let's see if we can work on this uh, and in actual fact he's done the opposite and kind of moved away so uh, uh, um, obviously dan is no longer going to be a part of the show which is a shame and maybe in a couple of years time when he finally decides to come back and speak to me we might do a show about that but that's history now uh, with me here, we're going to look at the kind of future of what the podcast holds. Uh, I will say I've been double jabbed since then, but that ten days of isolation probably the, the saddest and and worst that I've been in a very long time. In a mental way, but but physically as well. Worry about my parents maybe catching it and all this kind of stuff. Luckily, nothing did. But even now, there was a thing at work the other day where someone else tested positive. So it is still there. So anybody's listening who hasn't had a second vaccination or doesn't believe in it, it is closer than it ever has been. And it's not just my story. It's many other people uh, as well. And I thought I just needed to get that off my chest. I don't know if anybody else has any encounters with it or has any stories wow. about COVID. But it's still a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, and that is, yeah. listen, and I know me and you, Jay, spoke uh, when we did the homecoming. I think, I, um, I believe we, we, I had just came back from Florida, um, and I ended up um, calling one of my friends that I haven't seen in years, and the next day, he, uh, his wife called saying that he had, was positive for COVID, so now I was like, oh my God, 
Now I'm gonna have it because I know I hugged him. You know, after I uh, did it three or four days being out there, I came back to New York. And uh, the following day, I did a test. I came out positive for COVID. Finally, yesterday, I was able to come out negative, so I'm good. And, and, and I understand how you feel because those 10 days, you know, it seems like forever. It seems you don't know what day it is. You know, you start worried about a lot of stuff. I mean, and I was more worried for my daughter because my daughter was with me. Uh, she, luckily enough, she was uh, negative through the whole 10-day quarantine. Um, but yeah, you know, people need to start taking the vaccine, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's sad that Dan um, pretty much, you know, uh, you know, kind of disappeared or whatever. But, you know, sometimes people need their time to, to you know, to really evaluate their life and, and see things. Because this is a scary thing. You know, I lost friends, family, to this COVID stuff, uh, you know, and, and it's very scary, you know, to deal with it, you know, because, I mean, I got lucky I didn't get... The, the symptoms that were real, real bad, you know, fever and like bad cough, because I was vaccinated already. But, um, so, you know, I had that encounter. I'm glad that it's over with or whatever. I'm glad that you were able to recuperate quick. But yeah, so, you know, it was my close encounter with it. Uh, and actually I got it. So, you know, I, I say at least I got it. I don't have to worry about it because, you know, I got vaccinated. So, you know, my body was able to recover very quickly. No, no, quick. Yeah, I still feel, you know, sometimes a little lightheaded, whatever. That's part of the virus. It's still in the body, whatever. But I'm not, you know, uh, continuing. Right no, that's that's just good well, to I hear. And that. I'm, I'm, I'm to hear that. You know, you both, you're both doing well. I've, I've been lucky enough to have not uh, caught it uh, as of yet, and I'm vaccinated now as well. Um, but you know, I know how much this has affected everyone and the kind of stories and, and things like that. You know, both have. You know, trying to look out for as well yourself. I'm glad that you guys were able to recover and that there was no long actually effect, not just yourselves, but family. Um, I'm going to out with that. However, as you said, we've got to look at the future. The future is a thing. Yeah. Well, and like I said, an important thing as well, listening, is if you, even when you do get it or if you're worried about other people contacting, with masks, with socially distance, with washing your hands, it proves that, what do I say? is that Dan gave it to me, yes, he didn't mean I didn't pass it on to anybody. It got stopped at the cause because of the right, you yeah. know, uh, things, you know, that happened. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it just proves if you do it right, it can stop there as well, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, some people sometimes, you know, Dan has his reasons, uh, and, you know, maybe he needs time. To think about it, like, look, you know, I, I was with him and I gave it to him, you know what I'm saying? It'll come, it'll come around, you know what I'm saying, just in time, whatever. But we got a lot of wrestling to look to. You, you know, we probably didn't get to finish the New Japan resurgence. Uh, I'm going to do another fantasy booking right now real quick. Um, on the Because of Destiny versus uh, the Good Brothers. And I'll say it probably happened either at Bomb for Glory or on the AEW. So, we'll see you right now. Because they had a face-off. They had a face-off in the yeah. So, you know, which is very interesting. Oh, and it's funny because sometimes I kept telling Carl Anderson, smack me, smack me. And Carl Anderson would not touch him, and they backed off. So, that's a, listen, that's a lot of wrestling going on, and I'm glad that <laughs> we, we get distracted with that instead of uh, what's going on in the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. Of course, we got to be careful. We got to be vigilant on what's going on, whatever. But, look, we got something that I never thought I'd be part of as being part of this whole you know, podcast right now, and look, 
this, you know, I, I thank you. Uh, you know, it's been a year already. Believe that a year that I'm in your podcast already. So same here, man. Yeah, it's been a year. I'm in, yeah. So he, he, I don't know how he found me, but you know, I, I don't have no regrets, and I want to continue working with you guys, Monty and 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 Shotzi. What's the name? Shotzi. Jack. Jackie. Shotzi. Yeah. So you know, what I'm saying uh, maybe I'll have you guys on my. Yeah, you know, on my podcast, you know what I'm saying? On oh, we this thing. I'm glad that I'm able to, you know, uh, show a little bit of the knowledge I know about the, the, the business and whatnot. And James, of course, you know, I'll get in your case all the time. So you want to. Yeah, so you can't ask for nothing but in that full, full um, educated minds about the wrestling business. You're not going to see this anywhere in the, in, the, in the IWC. You know what I'm saying? We got. We do all the stuff because we love we love doing what we're doing. And you know, of course we're gonna get some some critics, but who cares? You know what that's gonna I think that's an excellent point there. Right, we are, like I said, we've got about 45 minutes left. There's still a couple of things we want to go through. One of them is at SummerSlam, believe it or not, because we have to be doing a show for two yeah. hours and 15 minutes, <laughs> and we are going to talk about the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. That's that's not happening. Not happening. <laughs> so, I'm going to run through each place. Um, so, first match on SummerSlam we can talk is Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie, and who oh, wants, to, who wow. wants to take oh this? One of you got to take it. Is this going on the pre-show? Is this going to be on the pre-show or? Please let it be. Because no, the, I mean, the, doll, the doll's going to be wrestling. So. I'm going to say no comment. I don't really want to comment on this because I don't really have anything nice to say. And my dad always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. So I'm gonna leave one of the others to, to take the one. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. Um, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'll do it for you. This this match is gonna follow. First of all, Eden Marie should be nowhere near a square circle, number one. And so most likely they're gonna hit in the tie off with the doll and Alexa will go win. Well, that's, that's my... say, so you're saying at least you say her name. Yeah. What we're gonna do? <laughs> yeah. What we're gonna do is predictions because. The WNR team has been challenged by Match Pod. Select Match Pod have challenged us really? on predictions. Uh, so we're really? going to get all our individual yeah. predictions. And then we'll have maybe better in a, in a group situation, so to speak. So predictions for that first match. Is everybody saying bliss? Is everybody. Yes. Please yeah. let Alexa win. Please. I don't say that. Look. What's the name of the dog? Lily. 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 Lily's going to win. Not Alexa Bliss. <laughs> 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 as long as it ain't Eva, we're good. And it will be no. a roll-up. No. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, I won't don't put do it that. Past I won't put it past She's going to roll by herself and they're going to put a dog next to her. <laughs> next, next match, then. Drew, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. The match we've all been waiting Jinder. for. Jinder. <laughs> I think yeah. this is a hard-hitting match, being that these two guys used to be in the group. But you know there's going to be outside interference by the other two guys. I don't know who they name. Don't care if you know their name. Shanky. Uh, Shanky. Shanky and Veer. Oh. But they're <laughs> barred from Vingside. They're Vingside, as I said. Well, they've been barred from Vingside? Yeah. Yeah, barred. Destroyed yeah. them on Raw. So. Oh, my God. So, I could still see Jinder Mahal getting a win over Drew McIntyre. Oh, my God. 
He's gonna cheat. He's gonna cheat. You, you're not gonna have Drew Ma beat Jinder Mahal because then it killed the whole purpose of him coming out with his two guys. This is something. He's either gonna cheat. Something's gonna happen. You know, some guy's gonna come with a hood, distract the referee, gonna get him with a score. Who knows? He might get stabbed. Who knows? But I, I See, that, and there we go. Thank you for mentioning stabbing because that's my prediction. Drew McIntyre wins via stabbing. Damn. Via <laughs> stabbing or decapitation because that would be... Decapitation. Yeah. That would be DQ. Yeah, DQ. You won the match. Bad news is your head is in row F now. I got Jinder that's Mahal. how Jinder wins. He stabs him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got Jinder Mahal winning <laughs> Yeah, I think we should all go with that because that would be my initial thought as well as Jinder. Well, everybody's going Jinder with that. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly. I no, honestly no, no way. No way. No, hey, I'm hey, going hey. Jinder. And it's, my, it's my Jinder argument Mahal. here. It's, it's Jinder Mahal. So he's going to win. Okay. Uh, Monty, yeah. you and I can be on the team. Jackson and the Alma are now at the moment. <laughs> right. They can have the whole team. Hear me out. Hear me out. I, I'm not like, it's not like I'm saying I want him to win. I think that WWE love dirty tactics and, and Ginger Mahal is like one of those characters that just genuinely uses them all. And I just see like, you know, a big upset where everyone wants Drew to win. But I see it being gender that's going to take the win. And, and, and you got to think also that WWE caters also India. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, the king. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, that's how it is. But the thing is, you're not going to lose the opening match at WrestleMania <laughs> and lose the <laughs> next against Mahal. It's just, it's like just. No, but like they can't have. Losing to Bobby Lashley is one thing, but Mahal. <laughs> no, but the, they, no, the thing is, they can't have Mahal come back. Looking like he's trying to be some big badass just to lose in his first exactly. few laps. You guys remember again. I don't care. Yeah, it's all. It's all. It's all about exactly. The it's all about the Indian market. I'm telling you, they gotta watch this in Mahal way. We'll talk about this when we get our next next time. Well, Matter when you come to my pocket, I'm gonna tell you. I told you so. <laughs> you know what? I'll be there. I'll be right there on the side saying it. Right. Oh my God, we're screwed, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're screwed. <laughs> uh, I didn't see this coming. I'm gonna be like Kurt, I'm gonna be like Kurt Henning. I ain't gonna be the type of guy to tell you I told you so. I told you so. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like title. Amos versus Damian Priest. Uh, Monty, who do you think? Uh, I'm root. I, I will root for Priest, but I really believe Shamus will return. I think he's really just getting going like he got he busted broke you know his nose exploded so they kind of halted what they were planning <laughs> to do at the beginning but uh you know he's a great champion to me i love shaman so i think he's gonna win i've gone off I, I, right. jack jackson what do you got i i completely agree i think that even though uh damian priest would 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 be good to win. Um, I don't think he will. I think it will. Sheamus will retain. I think he has. Uh, Sheamus has got a lot more to kind of offer at the moment, and exactly it's time for him to not be champ. I think he's got quite a long way to go. Um, in terms of just being able to like show what he can really do, and I think that they're still trying to get there with him. Now, with me, the only reason I will go for Damian Priest because he's my fellow Puerto Rican brother, but. <laughs> the, re the reason I will pick, I will, I will say Sheamus will win 
I think we still feel that Damian Priest did push Nate look good. I think it's still punishing him over that. You know, uh, and the fact that uh, they called the Miz and the Miz ended up breaking his leg, they punished him for that. I think, I'm, I'm being shaming, but I would like Damian Priest, but I think Shaman's going to say. Well, Damian Priest is going to win because he's going to be feuding with Boston and Miz for the next six months. That's time. Oh, so, oh so, Lord. Please, can they? <laughs> do but they've already doing this. Yeah. <laughs> James, he's been feuding for it, with them forever. If I can't see you tonight, I'm blaming you. I'm blaming you. I don't want to see no more fans. I want to no, see no drip, or drip, drip. I don't want to see no damn drip. I do not want a moist bill. Oh, well, the most moist, moist, moist see. WWE superstar. Right, I mean, I'm still not forgiven. I've still not forgiven them for this whole zombie shit that they did. Okay, so oh let's just. Oh my god, I remember let's that. Let's just not go there. Now, okay. That meant your punishment theory really, really bad, strong, yeah. by the way, ultimately. Yeah, that, <laughs> that felt like punishment. Oh, my God. When I it saw really that did. shit, I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? Am I looking at Walking Dead? What the hell? And then the, the sweet, I think the, the arena was red. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh, it was bad. No, it was bad. I can't. I, I didn't mind it. See? <laughs> you hear this shit? You said he liked it. James, I'm ready. I thought I'm you ready. said earlier. Ultimately, I thought you said earlier it was four people with, you know, wrestling minds. You know, I thought educated. I don't know. But this guy, I, I guess he, he, he was watching the wrong channel. He thought he was watching Walking Dead. Ah, okay. He saw something new. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm going to forgive you for that, James. Right. Up next, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus the Mysterios. Who wants to take it? Usos for me. I, think I have no explanation I, I, other than it'll be fun to watch. What is it? Uh, what is it that they said? Welcome to the penitentiary. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm welcome. I'm taking Usos. Welcome to the penitentiary. Yep. Unless unless a Jimmy comes with a beer. So. Please say Uso to the because because you don't want to go to the way to the ring. <laughs> yeah, come with a fucking coming in with a fucking. Oh Lord. With a oh, bow my page, yeah. WCW Scott Hall. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. With a PTSD. With a, with a Jack Daniels in his fucking cup. Matter of fact, call call. What is it? The um, the street profits. They got that red cup. Put some alcohol. Oh, God damn, he'll have that Oh, Jimmy gonna do the splash and throw up on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Next up. I'm happy. Usos, uh, the Raw Tag yep. Team Titles, AJ and Omos versus RK Bro, and I gotta say I oh, hate Matt Riddle oh, as much oh, as the oh, next man, God. but this has to be all right actually. Let's see who. Yeah. You um, sorry, who, against who? Uh, AJ and Omos versus RK Bro. <laughs> oh, okay. um, I, 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 I guess. I mean, for me, I'm just gonna go with AJ and Omos. But let me let me just say, I haven't watched the uh, the past two three weeks of Raw. So it's been brilliant. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, but, <laughs> You've been... I mean, I didn't really care much about I don't know much about this view, but I mean, I don't see Omos losing to anyone. So Fair I'm enough. Listen, I'm going. I'm I'm saying RK RK bro. For the simple fact that they're pushing that storyline where, um, you know, the pothead wants to hang out with the X-Men Predator. 
Uh, Why though? What pothead you know want to hang out with dangerous people? I don't know. I don't. I don't. But um, how you call it? Well, I mean, like I don't either. But how you call it? Uh, all Ohms and AJ, I think they, they just prove the fact that they just don't. To me, as far as them being a team, it just don't add up to me. Like you got this goofy dude who just throws people around. He has no wrestling skills. So I'm going with RK Bro. Yeah, I'll, 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 I've got to back RK Bro in that, Monty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, RK Bro, I feel like, like you, you mentioned, they're obviously heading that way. Uh, only thing is, to me, if they don't win, I won't mind it because it'd be, Randy could just turn on them tonight and get it out the way. So, Or, 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 or <laughs> Randy he just... He has turned on them already. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. That's I forgot they've already... <laughs> He, yeah, but he realised that he liked him because he didn't moan about it. So, you know. I'm still right. sorry, Lion. Anyway, the, I right. could see the RKO on Awesomeness, whatever, Awesomeness. I could see Randy hitting that on him. But that's if he knows how to take it. If he doesn't know how to take it, Break he'll look ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real women's. Styles great. He's great. Oh, yeah, AJ. I just want to say that. I, I can't talk about his styles. It's right, something man. he's involved in mentioning AJ. I love AJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> AJ's um, the man, but that's a messed up tactic. Raw Women's Championship. Ash, Ray Ripley. Nikki, 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 Nikki ass. Nikki, almost a hero, and you might make a very cross if you say that. Uh, we've got Ray Ripley, of course, Charlotte Flair. This is Charlotte's to lose, isn't it? No, Charlotte's probably going to end up winning this shit. <laughs> Charlie's really winning that shit. Charlie's winning that shit. I'm gonna tell you why. Charlie's gonna win it. Why? Because Becky Lynch is in the horizon of coming back. Yeah, but can we just not have a Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley feud? Right. Like, can we start off fresh with something new? Oh, I forgot. And I'm gonna tell you why. Just chucking the title on China. I am so sick of her. Go take a break or something, girl. Like I don't need to start a again. Sounds like go away. <laughs> Ripley, yes, go away. Rhea Ripley, Arena, uh, they messed her up when the minute she lost to Charlotte last year's WrestleMania. So her yeah. coming back to yeah. wrestle Becky Lynch or Becky Lynch went to wrestle Rhea Ripley, it's not. I see. You see the exact same thing ruining yeah. Street with Charlotte Flair at that WrestleMania. Oh, oh, Charlotte Charlotte's going to win the title, and we're going to see Becky Lynch come back on Monday Night Raw this Monday. Really? I'm going to say that front, uh, Becky Lynch will confront the champion, but it won't be a Raw. It will be a SmackDown, and after SummerSlam faces Bianca Belair, that would be something I think really special. Give me that. Yeah. I'm more excited to hear about that than than the potentialness of her turning up on Raw and just yet again facing Charlotte. No one cares. No one cares. Well, I like Overall, though, I want Nikki. I want <laughs> no, Nikki it's, to, not, uh... it's not even that I don't like Charlotte, but she doesn't need to be in a title picture. She really doesn't. Yeah. They just put the belt on her whenever they get scared. Uh, and and that like you know maybe ratings aren't doing well and they think that she can like pick things back up again. She can put just people over with just her name now. now. Yeah. 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 She don't need a belt. Can, she can get people over with just her name. Exactly. But if you think about it, but if you think about it, I mean WWE doesn't care to 
promote anybody else who's not Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks or Bianca Belair. After that, you have nobody else in there. So they're going to give you the same thing. They don't care about the fans. They don't. Uh, With that would be said, Nikki, I want Nikki Ash to lose and turn back to cross and go crazy, but I doubt they'll care that much. I want Nikki Cross back. They're going to release her. No, the no. thing is with Nikki Cross is why not have an alternate ego? We've seen this on Raw recently, like beating up Charlotte. Exactly. What about a superhero character? It's like, yeah, but don't make me angry because I turn into Nikki Cross. And it's it's like Mick Foley's the only guy allowed. Like Nikki Cross, it works so well yeah. for her because she could play crazy as we've seen it in XT, and then Nikki Ash stuff do it as well. Answer. But you're being creative, and we know raw yeah. creative. Yeah, your, your creativity and those of you here don't mean shit. No. You know what I'm saying? It's nice book. Yeah, everything. do not approach WWE with logic. Do not approach yeah. WWE with logic. Call Bruce Pritchard or John Lauren Ives or any of this shit, because they're going to tell you, people power, and they're going to tell you, yeah. That was Austin, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, people power. PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, and don't be surprised if Nikki... Nikki Ash loses the belt tonight, right? And then in a couple of weeks, they'll let her go. Right, so who are we going to go for? Because we didn't actually decide. So. Charlotte. Does it really Charlotte. matter? We just killed this man. I know. It's Charlotte, what? Right, so everyone's saying shit. Yeah. Monty, what are you saying? I'm, I'm going Charlotte, too, uh, I guess. I'm going Charlotte. Screw it. I'm going to let you boys choose because I'm I'm just not going to choose because I refuse to actually even pick her. No, so go on. You've got to say I'm just going to say You've got to say I'm about to say, what do we do with the tie? Um, do you know what? I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley because I, <gasps> I, I refuse. What? I refuse to actually say that Charlotte Flair will win because I don't want her to win. So I don't want to jinx it. You don't want to say Charlotte? <laughs> So I'm going to say rare, but as part of the WNR team, you guys go with the majority vote. I, I've had a great idea because I literally was putting down the predictions and then I've realised if we're clever and post two, one result for one and then the other result for one, then either way we might win, you know? So I think that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> See if they work it's it out. Three, it's three against one. Logic. Oh. Charlie's gonna win it. Watch. Right. So. Right. Up next, we've got. Like, looking forward to. Uh, and it is Edge really? versus. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Interesting matchup. Who do we think is gonna win this one? Start with you, Monty. Oh my goodness! This is actually tough. Uh, I, it's hard for me to see Edge losing, but. Ah oh, man, that's this is rough. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie. This is the rough, one of the roughest predictions for me. I'm going with Edge. Maybe I'm picking with my heart, but I I would not be surprised if Self win. I said Edge though. Edge. <laughs> what about? You? I mean, yeah. If I was to choose with my heart, I'd say Edge. But I do feel like Seth has just. I don't know. I just. They feel like Seth is going to just sneakily get this, get this win. So, as much as I want to choose Edge because I love him, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to go with Seth. I'm going Edge, all because of nostalgia. WWE is in their bullshit. 
So Seth could take a loss. Seth could take a loss because then it'll stop him from going oh, yeah. after stop going at the Roman Reigns. That's why he wants to fight. So nostalgia edge. I forgot Edge. I forgot Edge went Gangrel last night. So yeah, they definitely going. He's winning. He's gonna he's gonna come out full gang grill style. He it went gang grill last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just thought about yeah. that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah he left a, a blood bath for self. It was just oh blood bath for like a, a blood bath. But it wasn't blood. It wasn't blood. Yeah, it wasn't blood. It was red wine. <laughs> looked like sludge. <laughs> <laughs> if like, if you went to your car and that was leaking out the bottom of it, you're getting like <laughs> someone called in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> Well, I do, I do agree though that I feel like Seth can afford to take the loss. So, yeah, we'll just kind of see what what happens, I suppose. Well, I put Rollins and Edge think? anyway, just to be safe, you know. So we. <laughs> well, you can't post that. Man, who you got? Well, I'm gonna both. both. So both. I think Edge. It's gonna be a draw. What kind of prediction shit is this? You picking both? No, I've got Edge. It's gonna be a draw. Look, on one list, I've got fucking, I've got Bliss, Mahal, Sheamus, Usos, Imos, and AJ. The other one, I've got Matar, Priest, uh, Charlotte, and I'm going to put Rollins down on this one. And then it'll kind of even itself <laughs> out, like I say. I personally think Edge will this match. Um, I mm. hear you talk about nostalgia or nostalgic than watching a fantastic Goldberg match, and he's going to be an absolute oh. WWE you let me uh, down. How you? Uh, first, you drastically <laughs> just let me down. I don't really care for this master fan, to be honest. And I love her. Oh, you in the world. Well, I like. I'm just yeah. I I am again probably just moaning, but I just don't need to keep seeing Goldberg come out of retirement. Are you talking about over? Yeah. Yes. We're talking about Billy, Billy Oldman. Billy Oldberg, you know. Oldberg. I think, I think, I think, for my, I think, if Goldberg wins the belt, I, I said, I told him, total, total respect for the whole company, because this man lost to uh, June 19th in, in January, and he's going to come and beat Bobby Lassie. I, I'm going to go with yeah. Bobby Lassie. I think Bobby Lassie is going to beat him. So something's going to happen. I'm not religious, and I'm, I'm praying for Bobby to win. And, and the fact that they... Oh, I say I want that to happen. Have you guys noticed, have you guys noticed that the last, every time Cobra comes out, his son is waiting? So don't be surprised if his son turns on him. Oh, subject ruins Goldberg's quest. Oh they're going to involve the 15 year old. Companies going to do that with Ray, so they'll probably save the Goldbergs for you for a couple of years, you know what I mean? Like, when we've got all these fantastic sounds like Dominic Mysterio. Just take a couple of years, it'll be here for You know, uh, Saudi Arabia show coming up, so what's, what's stopping the fact Goldberg? Oh, no, no, no. The possibility is there. Shoot me. Listen, you're, you're doing predictions. You're putting that in the universe. <laughs> I don't listen. I don't want to see no damn Goldberg winning the title at all. You know what I'm saying? You're speaking for all of us. Yeah. 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 Like, don't, let's not talk about that again because I don't want that prediction yeah. to ever come through. Look, if Goldberg <laughs> wins. You should have just wrote Bobby Lashley. Look, if it happens, it happens. If Goldberg, if Goldberg wins, let me knew.
Yeah, you brought this energy into my life. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. for worse. I will, I will continue. You brought this to yourself. Smackdown Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair versus Sash Banks. I'm trying to think in my mind another rematch from WrestleMania I've looked forward to as much to seeing as this one. And I don't think there is because they smashed out of the park there. And barring injuries and not being on the card as the rumours were, this match. Uh, who do we think then? Jaxie, who are you going to go for? Because I know you love both these women. Yes, I, I was about to just say that these two are just absolute queens in the ring. They are, they're both going to slay regardless as to the outcome tonight. I, I personally do not mind either one winning. However, I am going to stick with my girl Bianca because she is just on a roll right now and she really just should just keep going with it. She's so strong. She's proved so much. I just really love seeing her in this position right now. And I, I, I just think that they'd be kind of silly to take the belt off of her so quickly. Although it's just going to be a great match tonight. I won't be too disappointed if Sasha wins either because I love her. Mm. Well, listen, um, I don't think they're going to replicate that match they had in WrestleMania, but I'm sure they're going to probably put a, a good performance. I see Bianca Belair retaining the belt. Uh, and like you said earlier, I don't know which one of you guys. I think, I think one of you guys said that maybe Becky Lynch will show up at SmackDown on next Friday. I mean, I see Bianca Belair winning. I don't see Sasha Banks getting the belt back because um, she had her run. It was good. Their matches they had at WrestleMania, I think, was the best match I've seen in the whole two nights on WrestleMania besides the Roman Reigns and the three-way. But, you know... Will they be able to top that match? Mm, I don't know. That's going to be hard to do. But you never know. If WWE lets them do what they want to do, they could they could probably take over the whole show tonight. So I yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not expecting them to be able to like maybe hit the, the same peak that they had at their WrestleMania match. However, I do think it is going to be uh, you know just as good. Um, but yeah, they, like you said, if WWE just let them go at it, they could really hit us. Yeah, everything you guys just said, everything, everything. Bianca's winning. They they're probably gonna kill it again. Uh, I, like you said, if they just get, let no strings attached, let them do what they have to do. Those finishes uh, added to it. I think I think they win, and uh, Bianca will. Prefer. Yeah, there is a favorite in that one. But then again, with WWE, surprised if Banks was to get the victory, leading rubber match that they all love uh, but I think Belair would be the favourite and then finally the main event of SummerSlam, Universal Championship match, Roman Reigns versus John Cena Monty, you can kick us off with this, what do you think is going to happen, this is pretty obvious <coughs> uh, You know, honestly <laughs> I, I was for a while, and, you know, Cena said some interesting things, promo me, his promo didn't even think oh, I'm pretty sure that's what I'll do uh, so I'm going with Roman, especially since Roman screwed it up for me. Honestly, you know, I think a great match. But last night he mentioned that if he leaves leaving WWE, there's no way to the table in WWE. So that's that's there was your finish for me. That's honest. No way that Roman would have seen and leaving, right? Yeah, he said yeah. it last night. If he loses, no, he's leaving. That, so. uh, yeah, nah, that, that definitely kind of solidifies like kind of that he's gonna kind of win, really. But then again, uh, uh, for me, I didn't see. John Cena winning because of the fact that he is a Hollywood actor. He has probably got other movies in the works. He's yeah. finished, um, you know, like it is just kind of a 
no-brainer in terms of who's who's going to still be running things in the long run, and that's not John Cena. Well, I have a ring for the simple fact. First of all, I'm even asking myself this question: Why the hell is John Cena wrestling with Roman Reigns again when they did this like two or three years ago? And Roman Reigns, <laughs> Roman Reigns beat him and whatnot. And Roman Reigns, even though he was a baby face, uh, he was the underdog, and the people were cheering more. So I don't know what's the difference now. Probably because of the title involved, and now according know, to Paul Heyman, no one beats Roman Reigns. So that's the difference, according okay. to Paul Heyman. Okay, so. So. Well, Roman is not in the belt. So no John Cena. And you guys made a point. Cena has a lot of Hollywood stuff, stuff on his pocket. He's making a bunch of movies and all that. If, if Cena wins the belt, and I said this before, um, Roman Reigns is not on the belt, one, because if Cena wins the belt, the ratings of SmackDown will win a fall. Nobody else is Cena in the Roman Reigns is the guy who holds SmackDown at that $2 million mark a week. Okay, because people will game. But it's like I said, if he loses the belt, that'll be a very stupid move on WWE's part, and you lose a lot of fans for another watch. We just got him with the Brock Lesnar era. Yeah, so who wants to see John Cena as a champion? No one. No one wants to see that. It's time to game and and what? Well, I mean, I'll wait for Jane. Oh, here we go. Make the you know, biggest surprise ever if John Cena, 17 time champion at Reigns, you know, bitten off more issue, promised out on SmackDown. Out of now has to realize yeah, that you have to leave WWE. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into, I'm gonna have to get on James right now with this. James, let's be real. Who cares about 17 world championship? He's gonna, if it, if it does happen. If it does happen, it's again. Yes, it's going to be out of pettiness. It's out of pettiness. Because there's no way in the world, WWE knows what they have. They know if Roman Reigns loses and give the belt back to Justin, it's not really, you think Fox wants Roman Reigns to lose? It's all about the, the, the uh, you know, USA Network, but mostly Fox. We're talking about Fox put $3 billion into these hands. had this man for last year, into this, you know, unbeatable force. He has beaten everybody. All of a sudden, now Dustin to beat Roman Reigns for the title when he didn't beat him years ago. Come on, and, and, and you know this guy, this Roman Reigns is more dominant than he before. So there's no way to work. You know, we're gonna see Okay. I think the only time we actually are gonna see, you know, Roman Reigns potentially lose the title would be when they actually start building up a decent baby face that is actually going to overcome him. Like, that's not gonna happen anytime soon. Well, exactly. Um I, I don't know if I can actually see Big E doing any form of cash in uh, during this yeah. uh run. I, I think he'll he'll probably like just seize it but not actually do it. Um I think that he's probably biding his time because I do think that, like, if done right, Biggie should be the one to take the belt off Roman. Um, but, like, I don't think it's the right time just yet. I think he should hold on to that belt a little bit longer. Uh, and I totally forgot that Biggie is the money bag winner. Yeah, yeah, you guys just okay. reminded me. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you know, if they do it correctly and they do it right, they'll wait. Because remember, the money the bank. They made a joke out of it last year with with, with Odin's and the cheeseburger he had in the sandwich in the damn case, whatever it was. But this time, if you they play it smart, you wait and you utilize 
of Biggie as the dominant wrestler. He still got the pick. And then you he catches in in a Money in the Bank. I mean, it's not Money in the Bank. WrestleMania or Royal Rumble. Either one. But right now, you can't take the bell away from Roman Reigns. You know what? I don't care who comes. Even the Rock, when he comes, if he wrestles Roman at WrestleMania. You know, not even him touching it. Nothing. So either, I say Big E probably, and I want fantasy booking in. If Big E doesn't cash in the money in the bank by Royal Rumble, most definitely he'll cash it at Roman Reigns or beats whoever, because they're looking at the Rock against Roman for next year. So, I mean, I don't see John Cena winning. One, because John Cena got too many movies, you know that, you know, so. Sorry, no team title, mister. That, so that is fine. So we've worked out the SummerSlam picture. And basically, we've all got every. So that's great. Uh, but like I said, we'll send two teams of our predictions to the Select Match Pod. And then we'll work the scores when we do live. Right, so it looks like we, it's 10 to midnight now. So the kickoff's going to start in 10 minutes. Before we wrap things up and this, there's just one important thing that I want to say. When I was a young boy, I always wanted to look like a wrestler. As time went on, <laughs> I didn't get that call from WWE. Uh, it kind of got hard. I've not had a haircut for seven years now. I wondered when or if I would ever get in and get cut again. Well, I honestly think the time is now, having found a great charity to donate to. The Little Princess Trust founded in me a five-year-old Hannah Tarpey supplies real hair with charge. Children and young people up to the age of 24 have lost their hair through cancer treatment. Our everyone can be provided with life-changing wigs. My goal is simple, to raise awareness for Princess to raise money and to donate my hair. But firstly, to get to cut my hair, we must raise a of £200 for charity. Look, once we've reached the goal, I will give my hair wingly. Uh, we have two months, people. You can donate on Facebook. Also, I'm going to put it on Twitter as well. The hair, as long as we use that money, will happen on the Halloween special. Uh, like I said, the people that listen to the podcast are amazing. I know you'll get behind this so much as well. So that is what I've got planned for the next couple of months. Um, like I said, I mean, guys, you might not know, I've got like these long, long flowing hair. You know, uh, unfortunately, uh, it is Jungle time boy to... hair? Jungle, jungle boy hair flow? Oh, hey, it's, even, it's better than that. You know, like I say, it's better than that. Like, I could have it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to see that. But, like, I'm more stuff on Twitter and Facebook trying to raise money for this fantastic cause. And, like I said, if things work out, then in two months' time on a Halloween show, we can uh, cut and then donate that as well as an extra bonus. Uh, but that is pretty much it for today's show. Nearly three hours flown fifty in. I know Jackson, you joined us a little bit late, but you've enjoyed yourself being on, haven't oh, you? Of course, I have. It's been great actually, uh, just getting a chance to hear other people's points of view as well. I'm not alone. Yeah, it's been good to time. Oh man, this was very, very fun. I'm very grateful to be here. I'm glad that you know that I got a chance to. Uh, you know, do this with you guys. I'm, uh, I've done a couple of podcasts with multiple people, but this is by far some of the most fun I've ever had. Just talking, talking about wrestling, talking about what we love. I can tell all of you are very passionate and you know love wrestling the same way. It's so cool to come with. You know, people, all you guys, I think what 
you, both of you, you guys are from London, right? Or uh, Jackson. Yeah, we are. I'm from London. That is just. I, look, I'm not racist, I'm, but I'm to say that I'm from London. I mean, I'm not racist. Ain't you from London I'm or UK? UK? Which one is it? You what's the, what's the difference? What's the difference? UK, Great Britain is the, the combination of England, Scotland, Wales. England, Listen, London's the capital. We're I'm kind of in the south east. Jackson, up north. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna give away our of like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta understand, we're, we're, we're Americans, so I'm, I'm from New yes. York City, and the gentleman here is from Louisiana, right? Yes, and that's what makes each other, Louisiana's isn't it? education system is not the best <laughs> as far as this country goes, much less yours, so. <laughs> <laughs> Do with that what you will, but I'm yeah. honored to reach all of you people from around this, this big ass planet we live on, that's so, right. you know. That's right. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I had a fun time with you guys. We definitely got to do this. Like I said, the knowledge here of professional wrestling is amazing. Um, and James, you know, every time I come to your show, we have a lot of fun. I mean, I think we should do this at least, you know, at least once a month or twice a month, um, depending on the time. I mean, this is this is this was fun. I never done nothing like this with other podcasters. I had podcasters in my, on my show, but nothing like this, like three of us or four of us. And I had a good time, and now I learned the difference between K and London. Thanks to you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, um, but I had a lot of fun, and we definitely gotta do this again. Uh, and you know, if you have time, James, or any of y'all, I could have y'all on podcast whenever you know I have big time, and we could discuss anything. Well, no, I said thank you very. Well, oh, sorry, Jackson. I know you're gonna. And no, I was just saying, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> well, yeah, I said. The amount of times I talk, I do apologise for that. But I just like to thank. Everybody. Like I said, we're a young boy. It seemed to be a, that never worked out. But a young boy had dream podcast. Little did he know that sick it, it would be upon her because we can see guys situation where we can discuss all sorts of professional wrestling and be serious and maybe take us too seriously. But definitely the product and what we and everything in there. And this has been the one of the funnest podcast said. This is in our three lives, so 305 episodes. It's still evolving and still better and better as well, you know. And it's thanks to you, Reese. Take a bow. You know? yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. For that, that is it. That's <laughs> it. No, I'm loving that. Uh, <laughs> don't forget, because oh, all, yeah, exactly. Ugh. all social media <laughs> at the WNR podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. Uh, Jaxie, do you want to tell everybody where you are? Where you live, obviously. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm across Twitter uh, and Instagram at Jackie Starlet. Perfect, Monty. I'm on Twitter at Mind Monty Pod. Anywhere you look up podcast, look for the Mind of Monty Podcast. I finally uploaded again, so Yay. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and the Jokes and Wrestling Report. You can find me also on Apple Spotify. And Amazon Music for a new episode of the Jokes Without a doubt. And of course, Dubbin also on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, all the good platforms, email Dubbin a podcast at email.com. YouTube podcast, we have all the latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube. Let's do SoundCloud. 
on your phone. Also, Spotify, check it down and subscribe, rate and review. So that it. And like I said, we should do a big group episode. Even if it's not every maybe, you know, definitely for the big four and stuff like that. It'd be fun to survive as well, you know. But uh, oh, the, next, the, the next episode, on the double, well, you guys are going to be very busy. Because, Monty, you're up next for tomorrow's NXT update. <laughs> and then it's Tuesday again with you with TakeOver. Jaxi, it will be Wednesday for SummerSlam for a release on Friday. On next Saturday, we'll, we'll look at Impact stuff. And if you want me to be a guest on your show, by all means. Yeah, I think next next Saturday, I want you in my show. So we can go, we can go through the AEW all out. Uh, we, we can talk about a couple of the Impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm Perfect. Yeah. yeah, we all know what. So there's no use, Monty. All right. I'm not just singling you out <laughs> for any reason. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he definitely did. Uh, I think, he definitely I think, did. Yeah, I think he put a big <laughs> finger at you. <laughs> I did. Did I? Did um, I? Didn't, didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got heat now. As uh, long as it's not That's mojo it. heat, I'll be alright. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that is still coming, though. Remember oh, yeah, to tune right. in the next few episodes, because we're going to find out what this mojo heat is. Oh, yeah, next group episode, we could get into the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Sherlock, legal problems. Sherlock Monty. Yeah, legal, legal problems going on. Yeah, we need to, we need to find out. <laughs> until until we unravel that mystery, uh, like I said, I've been joined <laughs> by the fantastic Jackie Starlet, the brilliant and of course, the ultimate one. Uh, but I have been James Rowlands. It's a dope uh, name. Thanks for li- <laughs> Thanks for joining me, guys, as well. That is uh, it. Job adios. done. Adios. Yeah. All right, have a good night. Bye. All right, everybody, take right, care and bye. enjoy. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bye. note, I will play the theme. <laughs>